0: Hello Star Wars fans and welcome to another episode of the Jedi Council podcast. I am your host today, Jedi Jedi, and with me today is one other member of the Council. Say hello Dave. Hello Dave. There we go. Unfortunately, some of the other members of the Council are still out doing other things that can't be here with us today, but Dave and I were available to get together and Give us your thoughts on uh, the last three episodes of the book of Boba Fett, which we have dubbed Mandalorian Season Two Point Five.
1: <laughs> Dave,
0: overall, what are your thoughts on the on the end of or or here here? Let's let's do this. Let's give an overall on what you thought of the series as a whole, and then we'll go in and do a breakdown of the last three episodes.
2: I enjoyed it overall. Um, I would say that Boba Fett wasn't quite what anybody expected. Um, I'm I'm not certain that the first episodes, which, which we, I think we've discussed previously. I'm not certain that the first episodes were done in the best way. I think they could have benefited more from one flashback episode that could have been all of his background, and then moving forward with where we were in the, the current period, if that makes sense. Um, the the flashbacks became distracting and you didn't know where it was going to be set. And, um, they, they, almost the flashbacks dominated the first few episodes rather than progressing the story that the period we were in. Um, and I see the benefit of it and I'm not, not dissing what they did because it was useful to see how that changed really his perspective on, on where his place in the, the, the galaxy was. Um, but I just feel it might have been better if you'd seen an episode it easily would have been an episode with his background with the Sand People and rescuing Fennec Shand and, and recovering um, the, the unnamed um, starship which we all know a slave one um, and then progressing forward with where the story was I, I think it might have been better for that but I, I'm not a TV producer so I'll leave that to the experts, Um, but no, it was enjoyable, Um, I think it was, it was not what we expected, which was good, Um, but to to your point, the last few episodes, it didn't really feel as though they were Boba Fett's story.
1: Yeah. um.
0: You know, I'm a, I'm in the same boat as you. I had a tremendous time. It's fun. It's a fun. It's a fun watch, and it's a cool romp. At times, it feels like the Star Wars galaxy. It feels grand and big, but it's other times it somewhat feels like a play, like a stage play. And it had parts of it that were a little disjointed for me, you know, throughout. Um, I didn't chuff so much at the uh, at the flashbacks stuff. I actually rather enjoy that, especially the Tuscan Raiders stuff. But like. At the end of it, like they kind of I feel like they were trying to make that his motivation for wanting to become this dimeu of Moses. But did you feel like that was his motivation?
2: Like I I think he wanted. Yes, yes, I, I think he was tired. I he even used the term himself. I think he was tired of dying for somebody else. And so wanted to have his own thing. And I think the, the time he spent with, with the Tuscan Raiders um, gave him a perspective of what family meant, something that he'd not had I guess since uh, Django had died when he was a 10, 12 year old.: um, Yeah, so that's I, so I do. I agree with you. I do see the importance of both the same people, the Tuscan Raiders. I, I just think again, I just think it, it might have been nice if that was one episode and they just did it in one episode, and you saw that all of that and where he was and almost give a sense of how much time there was, because we all know that these, these episodes are, are supposedly set in the Mandalorian period, it's about five years after the Return of the Jedi. So for him to be current in, in that era, and pretty much all, all the way up to that, he was with the Sand People. So you, you're looking at a good four years living with the Sand People, but you, you didn't get that feeling of time passing Amazing. Yeah, I that
0: think that was, was was uh, I had a,
2: a hard time with it. It was, it,
0: it, determining just how long he was with them. He kind of does drop like that. He was with them for a few years, right? And so like that attachment does become a little stronger. I guess for me, the one thing I thought, you know, overall was that like they just went for it, you know, on a lot of this stuff. They really like dug in and got into you know, some stuff from the Clone Wars, you know, and whether you know who's those people are spoiler alert i guess i don't know at this point cat yeah. shows up you know so the, you know they do take the time to bring in all these elements and i appreciate that of course as always but there was parts of it where i just sometimes i didn't buy the motivation i guess you know um yeah. and or just like the lack of thinking like don't get me wrong i love watching a Rancor or take out most have, have, like you know do king Kong. <laughs> An
2: just, no, just, right. just, just on that, before you, before you go any further, did you or have you ever played on the Xbox 360, the, the Star Wars Connect game, Rancor Rampage?
0: I haven't, but I did see some people talking about it. But that's what that was. It was Rank World yeah. Rampage. That's basically what it was, yes. And it was fun. I had a great time with that. That's great, but why, why, if you had to go all the way
2: back there to get the rank, or do you not get your shit? Yes, yes, I agree. I agree. Something that's got, <laughs> like, earthquake mines, yes.
0: Yeah, you know, and I, I guess, I don't know. But I did love the, I loved the droid design of those. those mm-hmm. things.
2: Yeah, they're almost like
0: massive pogmors droidicas. Yeah. I saw they have some name, but I saw somebody online call them steroidicas. Because they look, like scare hooks. <laughs> but now it's I can't droidicas. get that thing out of my mind, much like Darth Chewy. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, so there was definitely I mean I overall, like it was it was fun times. It was cool to see all those things come together. I had a good time. But there was parts of it where I felt like they should have just called it the Mandal Tales of the Mandalorian, colon Boba Fett. You know what I mean? Because they, they thought have. not a bad idea, to be honest. Because it's, you know, it just feels like an offshoot sub-story of a greater tale of like the Mandalorian and bounty hunters in general. Like I'm hoping now they bring in
2: at some point. Well, I, or, I, I thought they might do. I I that was one disappointment for me. I know that we've discussed in the past the way that um quite a few of the Disney Plus TV shows have, have almost all happened within this little sandbox where everybody knows each other and they all live next door to each other. And it's almost like, a, I don't know if you get it in the U.S., but it's almost like Star Wars Coronation Street where everybody lives in a little terraced house right next door to each other. And it's okay, so I'm just going to knock on the door and have a word with with Ahsoka and, and I'll go and have coffee with... Uh, with Cad and it's, it, it, it does feel a bit like that with some of the other the other TV shows, and, and the way that we've seen it, especially with uh, the the Mandalorian itself. But if there's any story that really allows for that interconnection with loads of other characters, because Boba Fett has. The best part of what? 30 years as a bounty hunter, he was renowned in the galaxy. He'd interacted with all of these big names. The the, the Bosque, the Dengar, the IG 88s, he knew them. They were they He may not have been best mates with them, but he had he had a solid working relationship and rivalry with them and, and what have you. So if if anybody's TV show Warrants bringing in all those big names and those blasts from the past, so to speak, it's got people to be Boba Fett, hasn't it?
0: I mean, yeah, you, would, you you nailed it. I mean, for the and but here's the other here's the other turning point on that that I had though. To a degree, everybody was like sitting around, like they're like they're waiting to see what kind of dime you are. It's like this guy was like he was the most feared comic book like that's in all media up until this point. That's how like. People do basically describe him as a walking Swiss Army knife that nobody kind of knows how he's feeling. Some people think, in fact, some people think that he's actually a droid and not really a man. So there's things like that that you learn in EU novels and stuff. So like to see him like in this and they sort of, he's sort of in a later stage of his life and I can see the change throughout, but I still, I want that feared bounty hunter. How is it that, yeah, I mean, he semi sort of died, but like. If somebody you thought he was dead just walked into town, like wouldn't that just add to yeah. the mystery and wouldn't that just add to his legend further? It seemed like his respect level for with people in that town, like like people kind of like crossed
2: him, but
0: I feel like they probably should have known better.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I agree. And and when you say later in life, like, let's put that into perspective. We we were before we started recording. We were discussing our relative ages. Right. Okay. Yeah, He's firmly right. in the middle of us. He's about 41, 42, something like that. He's not old at this point. Question: yeah. Does he
0: have the aging
2: problem that early clones do? No. No, he shouldn't have because okay. he he was, he was an a direct clone of Django Fair. That was the prize, wasn't the the, the payment? It was right. a direct clone, not that a taker. Right. Yeah.
0: Okay, okay, because I was wondering that, so, so yeah, so it's not that old, 41, 40, at most. Be but 40, I that that a, being a bounty will age you faster than most
2: professions, I would imagine, chasing
0: people around <laughs> the galaxy and
2: stuff. Well, like, on, on that basis, uh, you, you could reference uh, Hawkeye in the, the TV show that was also on Disney+, Plus just before Christmas. Um, because there was the Disney Plus TV show, Hawkeye, and um, he was referencing the fact that he's getting too old for this shit. <laughs> 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 Aha, 10. It and he's it, like, like the fact that he's got titanus t- in his ears and he's, he's losing his hearing, the arthritis is setting in... <laughs>
0: I mean I was not kind of myself through my twenties. I have I I get stiff in the morning these days and I'm not even that old, so I didn't, I didn't understand. So yeah,
1: so all in all,
0: I I liked it. I thought that the season was fun, um, but I felt like the best parts of it were more Mandalorian than Fett, and I feel like that's kind of a negative just despite the fun that I had. Yes. But then, you know, we have episode five,
2: which is basically <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it, Steph, so. it, it wasn't Hard even opinion. it wasn't even above a Fet episode. You no. you had frantic shand in the last three minutes, and, and that, it was not above a Fet. Yeah, but I mean, in that, I mean, and here's the thing, and we had talked
0: about this in our chat. Like, like I had said, and I showed you that tweet of that guy where he had the picture of the Naboo starfighter that they Absolutely. built, and he's like, "Grogu's definitely going to be flying in the back of this," and this was like. You know, after everybody had seen the finale and seen him already and then people in the comments were just like, dude, did you not watch <laughs> Book of Boba Fett? Like, I get it that you see this promotional stuff now. And it's just like, But there's got to be those people that we talked about who maybe they love The Mandalorian. Maybe they just watched the first episode of Book of Boba Fett and they're like, not for me. Yes. And then didn't watch it, but now suddenly you've got these backdoor episodes of The Mandalorian that you have to watch. Do you think Disney did that? on purpose, or do you think they just didn't, you know, write a full enough script and they wanted to they, they, do you think they needed to have Grogu in it to sell it, is what I'm basically asking?
2: And oh, him, that's, that's a good question. That's a very good question.
0: Because I, that's what they're selling Star Wars as nowadays. That child has changed the landscape and how they market Star Wars, in my opinion.
2: I would I agree. I would agree, because you've had a history of Star Wars, going all the way back to Return of the Jedi, let's say with the E-box, there's always been, yes, there's always been that attempt to bring, once, once George Lucas had worked out that Star Wars toys sell after the very first movie. Which was the first time that had been a successful tie-in between a movie and a, and a toy range. So that was that was the first time in history that it's been successful. So you you had George Lucas looking for that killer toy, and he and he attempted it with Ewoks. And you did get loads of you got the spin-off Ewok TV show, you got the Ewok movies, you got you got toy Ewoks and, and like soft toys as well. They weren't just like the action figures. So George Lucas has managed that. And then I think in the sequel trilogy, the attempted at it with the porks. Which, yep. which were an abomination.
0: They are cute looking, but yeah, they I mean, they'd be annoying with that squawking, let's be real. Yeah. Yeah. And then they attempted it, I feel like he attempted it with Jar Jar Binks in the prequels.
2: It, yes. M- yeah. M- yes. Um, no, I, 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 I agree with that, and it didn't quite work. There, there wasn't any other product, really, that came out of prequels that, that could be sold in that way. So, yeah, I, I'm with you I on heard that. I've young Anakin himself, because Anakin, obviously, being probably like 8 or 10, right? That's yes, like... but, he, he, but he wasn't exactly lovable, was he? Well, that
0: was a whole other that's a whole other
2: thing. Whether or not you, you like
0: <laughs> how child actors act and things like that, that's a whole other argument. I won't get into that, that tired argument, but I just think it's interesting, you know, like, you know, as we've always said it, I mean, ultimately, yes, Star Wars is, a, is for children and, and you know, we love it. We grew up on it and we continue to love it, but ultimately they are looking for the ways. So, so that's partly how I felt about the minds. I was like, there's, there's, Six, six or five little toys that they can now sell, and they can sell variations of them. all different colors, <laughs> <laughs> all different colors, they're all different bright candy colored paint in the harsh desert sun. You know? <laughs> but here we are, chapter five: the ret- you know uh, the Return of the Mandalorian. I mean, it starts out with a bang, you know you've got this very and here's another thing I like about these Star Wars series in general is the world building. Like you're, he's literally like walking through like a disgusting meat processing plant. Yes, but, and it's like you have to figure. I mean, there's gonna be industry like that. There's gonna be there's gonna be practical stuff like that. I mean, he takes public transportation in this. You know what I mean? Did you see what they were putting uh, up? It looked like just racks of ribs. What was it? I think there were uh, um, tauntauns. Were they tauntauns? I didn't see yes. that. I'll have to go back.
2: <laughs> I'll have to
0: go back. But I did think it was it was very interesting, like that he just. It's always very interesting to me that slow, casual walk. This 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 season did a great job of continuing that Western theme throughout this, season. especially with pop fans. like Timothy Allafans sells like the cowboy motif. Timothy, in my opinion, in my in my opinion. But so you know, we, we come in and he's he's got a puck. You know, he's he's on the hunt now. Obviously, luckily, his bounce. He's in the same place, his bounty collector's in the same place as, as where he's at, because I can't imagine public transport would be too happy with him carrying this dude's head <laughs> in a sack to wherever he's going, you know. But I did think I do think the humor is quite funny when he puts the puck down and he doesn't even look like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. I mean, it's it's so germane to us, you know, it's it's, it's all the tropes we expect, but it's Star Wars and I love it. Now did you think I mean I didn't even think he would have the dark saber. Did you think that that, that he would still have it? Did you see it when he walked? I wasn't no. paying
2: attention. To the spear, obviously. Yes. Yes, because yes, the spear is like the obvious the obvious the thing. The spear is crazy. Yeah. I yeah, I honestly thought he would have given that up to Bo-Katan. I thought Bo-Katan would have it in some way.
0: Yeah, and so did I for some reason. And I understand even even though she's cause she you know, she learned that she needs to earn it in order to actually yeah. rule. Which, you know, we all kind of
2: figured that was awkward, but we, I figured she would have just challenged him right then and there for him. We saw that in this episode where he was challenged for the Darksaber.
0: Yeah, which was which was cool. Which was a great scene, especially because it's Paz Vizla. Like, and we'll, you know, obviously long term fans, and they do explain it pretty well in here. I think they do a good job of explaining, you know, to people kind of what happened to Mandalore and kind of what the deal is with the Dark Paper without having to be like, hey, go back and watch, you know, five seasons of the Clone Wars to figure all this out,
2: you know? Yes, Yes. I, I agree. I agree with that. It was very well done the way they did that. Um, but like you said, there's no reason why Bo Katan could challenged him exactly the same way as Pat Spisler, because it doesn't right. necessarily need to be a fight to the death.
0: That's and that's what I'm thinking. All you have to do is defeat. They don't say to the death. Do they? No. no. Okay. So yeah, I mean, I guess. But I mean, maybe they, maybe it wouldn't be a fair fight because he would, she would think that he would stand back just to give her the... because he wanted to give it to her. I mean, that was the whole thing. Mm. He didn't even pump the thing.
2: No. No. No, it was pretty much well it's yours. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. But then why why would she just let him just like wander off in the galaxy with the most revered relic from Mandalore?
0: But, but yeah, that's <laughs> my thing. And obviously, you know, speeding up just a little bit here, we get we eventually get to the armorer, right? And the armorer yeah. starts talking about mythosaurs and the water caves below Mandalore. Yeah. So like I feel like we're going to be getting there, right? Like, yes. that's obvious, That's foreshadowing into season three, or, you know, I don't know. But,
1: what do I want to say, like,
2: oh, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> 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 well, I, I tell you what was quite interesting in in, in that part, and I know that we were jumping a little bit ahead because uh, there was a couple of the things that I was really I really loved about the, the early part of this episode. But but soon as we're talking about the the armor at this point, um, yeah, one thing that I thought really strange was he's got the um, he's got the dark saber, which he won in battle which was taken as the spoils of war from Mandalore when Mandalore was destroyed, or, or razed, or whatever you want to call So, to all intents and purposes, he's Mandalore at that point. Yes. And then she turns around and tells him, you're no longer a Mandalorian. I think he's perfectly within his right to say... I think you'll find I'm carrying the thing making me Mandalore at the moment, young lady.
0: <laughs> I definitely saw those memes
2: online after that. thats that's pretty funny, and it's true,
0: but you're also talking about a sect that was so rigidly strict that they were banished from the planet and made to live on the moon <laughs> they
2: were they were
0: so maybe she doesn't really care what his claim
2: is, yeah, yeah.
0: Because they are quite, they are quite heretical in their belief. You know what I mean? They they, they're quite strict, and it is very interesting too that, like, I mean, even though he does admit it, it's not like they murdered him. No. no.
2: They just said you're out. Yeah. But again, that that it is again. I wouldn't mind a little bit more of a backstory around that now, because he spent time with Mandalorians such as Bogtan. He spent time with Mandalorians such as Boba Fett. Now they're 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 both different variations of true Mandalorians because they both are Mandalorians. The internet is on fire right now because you call Boba Fett a Mandalorian. Well, he is. He is. He he had it. He had it on his armor, didn't he? Because did he?
0: Not?
2: He, he has, has a metaphor. But, well, well, yeah. no. It, when when he turned up in the last season of The Mandalorian and demanded his armor back, Boba Fett uh, uh, and the Mandalorian, Jin- Din Djarin, basically turned around to him and says, Well what claim do you have to the armor? The it, chain it, Yes. It he yes, the coat. And that's basically that. It did. Well he tied him as a as a true Mandalorian because he was a foundling. I
0: thought that see I thought that from what I have remembered, I thought that initially, and I know that like origins of like Jango, because the, the armor came from Django, right? I mean, yes. technically it was Django that's yes. repainted, yes, and stuff. And then there was questions as to whether or not initially Django Fett was a Mandalorian, or whether he was gifted the armor, in, yes. or in stuff that is now long and far away, no longer canonized. So yes. don't forgive me. It's like I can't remember <laughs>
2: anymore. Well, but but the but the ch- the chain link that was in the armor proved that okay. Django was mandalorian okay otherwise he'd have no right to the armor i couldn't remember i couldn't remember if it if the
0: chain just proved it had been gifted to Django, or that he actually was mandalorian I, and i, I know that it that have, was like, sort and pull up you know yeah. so that's definitely an indicator that it's deep you know mandalorian you know ties yeah. but yeah
2: or Mandalorian. But, so, um, so so he's yeah. he spent time with two different types of Mandalorian. One a Foundling, effectively, who didn't grow up on Mandalore but had been given the Mandalore Code. And the other one, previous leader of the Mandalorians, who was um of of noble birth of Mandalore, who'd grown up as a child on living on Mandalore. And so he's 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 come across two different alternatives to Mandalorians who are both universal in their views around helmets and whether you take helmets off and what have you and yet he still goes back to this crazy woman who tells him he's no longer a mandalorian i mean it's one of those things you see you know even even
0: for the sense of identity and, and who you who you identify as your family is a deep connection right i mean it's all you know. Even though he does know Bo hand, and them and stuff, I feel like he still just, they, aren't, they still probably seem like
2: strangers to him. Yeah. I'm going to say something very heretical, though. It's the same as all these religious cults, isn't it, where you indoctrinate children from a very early age in that cult, and it's very hard, then, for them to see that the cult is wrong
0: they definitely present the death watch and stuff like that as a cult, which obviously these, the the watch that this is also an offshoot of. So yes, I mean, definitely have that cult like brainwashing and indoctrination type thing. And that's a hard, a hard thing. Like they spent the whole first season basically on the fact that he doesn't take his helmet off in front of people. and And I mean, obviously it was that made it in season two, such a big thing when he actually did it. And so, you know, they are deconstructing him and i do think that like i said with the armor talking about the and 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 the return of mandalore and rebuilding mandalore like even though they're they were kicked off they i i do believe the armor does want to see mandalore come back so i would it will be interesting like you said now you have these conflicting ideologies that will be coming back to try to rebuild their home planet and and build around that. And I think that they, that if Star Wars is smart, they obviously have a future there and storylines there that are worth going. My my prediction of it is and here's and this is where um, I want to see your reaction. I think that Boba Fett will ultimately be the new Mandalore.
2: Wow. Wow. that's my prediction right now. So he's going to leave and- Mos Espa.
0: I think that it, I think that ultimately it will. Cause I think because like I still don't understand what his connection to Moses is. Okay, so like I guess he felt a kinship to the Tuscan Raiders, but they're all gone now. Yeah. Yes. And like that was such a waste, in my opinion. Yes. Because like especially like when he's like, oh, I need an army. You know, what would have been cool would be to see the Boba Fett show up with an army of Tuscan Raiders.
2: Yes. Yes.
0: Totally. Like, totally agree. Like, it would have been cool to see, you know, him go and, and have to, like, rally at the, the Council of Tuscan Raiders, I guess, or something like that. You know, because, like, they talk about there's other tribes and, like, they essentially present the Pikes as an existential threat to Tatooine. So it's yes. like it should involve all the tribes of Tatooine. And I feel like they got the city folk and they got the rednecks out here in most yes. Telcos or Freetown. Freetown yeah. But then, like, they have no Tuscan representatives like it yeah. just seemed to me like that was the missing component and like on top of that like you get to cad bane and cad bane reveals to him that the pikes killed them. like it's it, sh- it would have been cooler if the pikes hired cad bane to murder him mm-hmm. yeah. you know because then he really would have had a reason to want to end cad bane uh, now i know most people who've just seen just this don't know the long storied history of cad bane and boba fett and you know throughout the clone wars and stuff i mean they they allude to it, and they do talk about it in that scene he says "I've known you a long time, and this is the last lesson and yeah. he's definitely goading him and you you realize that there's history there. I just think the stakes could have been elevated higher
2: yes well i I, I said there's other, there's other things with that which I thought was was a little bit strange, and things like um uh, again, going back to what we were saying about um um, um bosk and and Dengar and what have you so you you have at the very end. Of season four, that uh, Boba is talking to uh, Fedek Shand and he says, We're going to need an army. She then re- replies with, Well, that's going to cost a lot of gold. And he said something on the lines of, Well, I've got the money for it. So you then cut to her offering a bag of gold to Dinjadar and he says, No, this is on the house. Yeah, I'm happy. So she's got a lot of gold now that she can go out and want. Walk- so why did they hire an army? What? Why did they rely upon one of the Mandalorian and a load of, as you phrased it, rednecks from Freetown? <laughs> it's like <laughs> it, definitely, sense. it definitely.
0: There's definitely some questions. You, you, you definitely
2: can't look too hard at certain things. No, yeah, we are we are pulling it to pieces here. It, but I think with the caveat that we both. Overall, enjoyed it, but that doesn't mean that you can't dissect it and and say, well, that didn't quite make sense and that. Yeah. So so anyway, to to go back like, to 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 episode five because we're still on episode five, really, even though we've jumped all over the old,
0: place. <laughs> been all over at this point. We've talked about bits about everything. Yeah, we're basically at the we're still at the beginning of five. I think the last thing to mention in that scene really is just wielding the dark saber and and the weight and intensity it seems yes. to take. How and then later how we learn that it seems seemingly has a, a spirit or a mind of its
2: own in terms yes. of wielding and what the armor says. So I'm, I'm assuming that's a not crystal. Yeah, that's kind of what I would think
0: too. You know, and it would make sense why somebody who why it would require a force like why the first person who well wielded it was a force user or yes at least the whole mandalorian thing of you know you you have to bend you know things to your will to agree.
2: yes like they're very yes. militaristic and domineering in that way but does does that mean that he is force sensitive the fact that the kyber crystal is resisting him
0: <laughs> can you imagine what ali would be saying right now?
2: yeah 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 <laughs> Um, there you go. Question for you, Ali, there.
0: Well, here, and, and I, I still am standing firm in the belief that because the Force is in everything, that everybody is Force-sensitive to some extent. The question is whether or not you can manipulate it
2: as in like the Jedi, you know what I mean? Which well, sure, sure, me, before they... Well, I was going to say, we've seen other people with the dark saber, such as Sabine. Yeah. Sabine never talked about a weight to the Saber and the Saber fighting against her will. So either she is force sensitive, in which case it accepted her, or Darin is force sensitive, and it was waiting for him to exert his will over it.
0: I mean, maybe, but maybe it's also indicative of like he tried to give it to Vokatan, and yes. even when the armor about it, he almost like was trying to give it to her to be like, here, take this thing away from me. <laughs> yes. So maybe it senses his. His reluctance to use it, so maybe it that's what. Because when Sabine is, re- is, I mean, let's be real, Sabine is a is a force to be reckoned with. That girl has will and determination and focus when it comes to what she wants. So it would make sense that it would respond to her will. You know. Yes. For, um, seems seemingly for Din and then, or, or the Mandalorian, he doesn't. He doesn't want it. He really doesn't. It seems. No. no. He used it. I thought it was hilarious that he cut himself with it. Like, oh no! I don't. Hilarious and also very
2: painful. <laughs> and how did it not cut his his leg off? <laughs> well, it was almost like a glancing blow against the. Uh, uh, the Yeah. Did, of his... it hit, did it hit yeah. like
0: the top of like the vest car and then just go between and slice him? I suppose it could have
2: deflected off the vest car and and. I mean. Skidded
0: across his, his thigh. It definitely it definitely hurt him because he was limping pretty bad. Yes. 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 I I not like that. But when he goes out, he's like, "There's a big pile of credits back there, and I got no
2: beef with any of you guys." So let's just
0: say you let me walk out that door. Yes,
2: yeah. yeah. On the basis that he's just taking out everybody in the room, yeah. And these are just I... a bunch of guys with meat cleavers. So I I would agree. Just walk aside. Yeah. Unless
0: you're you know, unless you're getting paid enough for that, I've worked. I've worked jobs like that. Ain't no, ain't nobody trying to stop that. I would have been like, sure. <laughs>
2: <laughs> saying, so so then he went outside. So what did you think of the planet?
0: So I thought it looked like Halo. I don't yes. I've never yes. I've never really like read of anything in in Star Wars that's like that. But obviously the Ringed Planet thing is a deep cut to like, like science fiction fantasy and some of the, the earliest science fiction books and stuff, because there is a book called I think it's called The Ring, I'm pretty sure. Ring Ringworld? Yeah, I think is
2: it. Something like that. People online are going to be super mad because we don't know this. <laughs> we, 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 you've also got you, you've got um, a recognized um, concept called Dyson Spears. Right. Correct. And, and this was almost like a Dyson circle. Just like a Dyson ring. <laughs> yeah. Yes, a Dyson ring. So, it, yeah. so, so was there a sun in the middle of that, do you think? Or do you think it was a constructed light in the middle?
0: See, and I don't know, but they do—they do make it a point to show you the wide shot of the shade, like the dark and light. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So they're obviously, at at the very least, they're trying to simulate day and night cycle for people. Yes. So there's that, um, which you would think—I mean, obviously, uh, because the whole idea of the Dyson sphere being that it's pointed inward at the start, like you'd have—you'd have daylight 24/7 in that case. You would. Some way to artificially create night because people need dark. Well, I mean psychologically, people yes. need sleep in darkness for the most part to help regulate, you know, your flow and stuff. But yeah, I I thought I love it because you know we've seen in in you know we were talking as we were saying like everything seems to ha- happen on Tatooine, you know. Yes. And so I'm always happy to see new locations that we've never been to before. Yes. And like. Then have the opportunity for other shows to go back to those places and as you know, as already set up spots.
2: No, definitely.
0: Yeah, I love that place. Yeah, it seems like they have everything from you know, working mines and and factories to like people who are going out on the high life there. So it does seem to be a structured strata of civilization. So, so yeah, so so then, so yeah, he he goes and delivers up his uh. His thing. Did you think he was looking for his Colburn when he was first? Because that was his, He was like looking for that info. What I don't understand is, is If he just needed to know where the nearest thing was, like they put up those signs, couldn't he have scanned for that? Yes, something? I did. Just walk around with your need. helmet down. Yeah, and I didn't understand the need for him to get the information of where the entrance for that thing was from that person. I didn't. I mean, obviously, I'm all for the bounty hunting and stuff. I also think he—I don't understand where he gets his money from, because he, he turns down a lot of money all the time. All the time, sure. he turned down the sure. money from Fennec Shan.
2: It's, it's possible, though, that he made a killing out of capturing an Imperial cruiser in Moskidion.
0: Oh, right, we did talk about that, because we were like— because remember, that was our prediction is that he was just going to be driving off Gideon's ship yes. around, <laughs> around the galaxy. I mean, you got to be right. You, you could unload that thing and sell it for parts and make a pretty yeah. penny. But so that's, yeah, okay. I buy it. I buy it. Yeah. So maybe it's all about information and finding his Colburn at this point. Because he was looking for that. But it is interesting to think, too, because like you said, like, Obviously, if he was gonna always if if they always ask if you've ever taken your helmet off, he knew at some point they were gonna ask, yes, so it's like maybe he was just trying to go back to finish off the inevitable and figure out what he could do or
2: try to see if because
0: he, he did ask for what
2: clemency he did he did i i it was yeah it, uh, not entire I, I didn't dislike the bit where he was with the armor and with um um oh what's he called? Um, Yeah, Pax Fizzler. I I didn't dislike that, Um, but it just felt a little bit strange. It it was almost like it was a contrived. It it, it could well be, now that we're talking about it and the fact that you've mentioned it already. I think it's a contrived situation to give season three of The Mandalorian somewhere to go, if that makes sense. Now that you've said that.
0: Yeah, I I definitely think that this really serves to point and get the, a lot of the exposition out of the way for season three. Yeah. So that they can just hit the ground running on Man yes. in season three, and yes. everybody will just be ready to go, and it won't be like what's going on here. There won't be that gap, right? Because you've just seen this, you know, and then yes. as I they like see one, they're picking up pretty pretty close to each other, right? Like. You know, while we did get, like you said, while we got the flashbacks on this for Book of Boba Fett, for the most part, it was taking place, like, right around the time
2: he went and met Mando, right? Just after that. It is straight after. after. Straight straight after after. that. Yeah. Because we had, at the very end of season two of The Mandalorian, you had Boba Fett walking into what was um, um, oh, Bib Fortuna's palace, and shooting Bib Fortuna. Yes right and taking his taking his claim over that right
0: now, you know as much as you, you know like you said it is it is a bit it's a love hate with that 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 the armor and Pazvisla, I mean we got an amazing fight like you were talking about, yes, uh, yes, yeah. between the two over challenging it, Paz Vizla thinks that he is owed or thinks yeah. that he has a rightful to claim to it since it was made by his family and things like that, and so you know maybe he did, maybe he didn't, but he lost, so you know now. And, now he, for, and that's the other thing. For a guy who doesn't want the
2: thing, he didn't want to give it to Pat. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. He didn't think he was worthy of it, did he?
0: Yeah, so he does have some criteria on who he thinks will and won't be a good leader in that regard. But I think, moreover, like, what I saw people talking about online was they were saying, you know, that he hurt himself with it and immediately went and found the armorer and, and got, the, got the child some Action because he's like this kid's using these things out with this guy. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That
2: I saw that. Well, you, you know, that, well, that brings me on to another thing then, because she took real exception to the idea of him having a spear that could um go through Beskar armor. But it's a spear that only a Mandalorian would carry, because if if if, if um, the man, the Mando walks off with it. It's not like he's giving it to somebody else to use against Mandalorians.
0: Sure, but he got it from who?
2: Well, he got it from someone who was using it, who wasn't <laughs> Mandalorian.
0: <laughs> right, I mean, just because he has it right now doesn't mean he'll always have it. So, and, and they even have in Star Wars Rebels, I mean, that's Sabine's entire story arc, isn't it? About the fact that she helped create that electrical laser that was conducted through Mandalorian armor and killed Mandalorian's like that was her shame,
2: yeah, yeah. And they
0: don't build Like, that's their whole thing is to keep Beskar as the pinnacle of armor and armor from it so yeah. things can't be
2: around to you know cause damage i guess I guess so he was still short chained so well, that was a that was a a, a seven foot spear, and he mm-hmm. manages to get a Grogu sized chainmail suit out of it, I think he was short chained yeah <laughs> no
0: he. She, I am by no means a forger, so I have no idea what the conversion ratio is. I'm fairly Twitter. certain. <laughs> but either way, even when he got his, even when he got the other pieces of
2: Beskar, it seems like the
0: tradition within there, within them, is to get yeah. part it's, of it.
2: Yeah, a, it's almost like payment uh, for her, is to.
0: Yeah. Right. Like she gets some, you get some. Like we're gonna make you something, but then we're gonna use the rest for something else. So yeah. maybe this time he, you know, and we got a little Grogu shaped sack of chain mail at the end in his hand.
2: That's really <laughs> what it was about. Did you see the way that she tied it up as well so it looked like a little, I mean, that's that's a little Grogu head?
0: The little sack <laughs> looks like his ears and his head.
2: It was so cute. <laughs>
0: So cute. Even when he said he goes he goes, I have something else I want you to make, I was like, Yes. And then when they showed the chain I was like, they're gonna make them they're gonna make him a chain mail thing. That's sweet.
2: It's not gonna last very long though, is it? Have you seen the speed children grow up?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, but how long does it take him to
2: oh. grow? I don't know. He's, he's probably, he, doesn't seem to, he doesn't seem to have changed in size a lot in the last twenty, thirty years, does he? No, no.
0: But the other thing I thought was cool, at least, was we finally got our first visual of what the night of is it a thousand tears? Yes, I think, was, was, like, yeah, I think it was. I think it was called Is uh, your yeah. Mandalore the night of? Like, and you know, you get some definite Terminator Two, like <sighs> riding the machine vibes going on where with K two S O rolling through, just just destroying the as as they're going with the. With the uh, uh, century droids above just floating. I mean, it was, you're just, just like, wow, dude, they went all in. Like, I originally, when Disney bought Star Wars, that was my biggest concern. I was like, they're going to PG-13 up everything, and Star Wars is never going to be dark again. And they've got some scenes in The Mandalorian, especially, where there's just, and we've talked about it before. The, I mean, in the first episode, he chops the dude in the half with the yes. sword. Yeah,
2: He's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That, so, that, that was that was brutal, that. That was brutal. Yeah. And when you see the whole entire Capital um,
0: Dome thing just implode from all... Like, you see just that wave of TIE bombers come in. Like, it's, it's chilling to watch, you know, to see. I've read certain things, you know, they talk about superstar Destroyers and how the lasers of a superstar Destroyer can raise a planet and stuff yeah. like that and stuff. But it's just, it's so much more visceral when
2: you watch it. But. It makes you wonder how people like bo survived. Where was she?
0: Um, I mean, as it sounds, as we as we heard, you know, and as it sounds, there's caves underneath Mandalore. I would assume that a lot of people retreated to the caving system like, you know, you do in any you know, any event that's going to cause mass damage to the top. Now, from what it sounds like is they turned it into a piece of glass and it's not really livable. So afterwards, obviously, you probably just hot it out and try to make your way out in the world. Yeah. Yeah, good point. So we do all this, we have all this and I thought for sure, you know, as soon as we cut back to Tatooine next, I thought for sure we were going to get to the to Boba Fett
1: in this yes. episode. Yes.
0: And then all we get is we get Amy Sedaris, who Pelly, I think is her character's name. Yep. And I, I really she's grown on me. I didn't initially like her in Mandalorian. Yeah. I just I was like, oh, they've got this like New York spaceport owner yeah. type. Character, but she's really grown. I mean, especially in this, especially in this episode where they build the Naboo Starfighter. Which thoughts? What do you think about that? Like, obviously, we talked about the Easter eggs all the time that we see throughout the show, and obviously, you don't need to be a Star Wars, a deep Star Wars person to know that that's you know the Naboo
2: Starfighter. What a Naboo yeah. Starfighter! Like, okay, okay. Oh, oh, before before I say that, do you, um, do you get? Do you have wish? In the US, it's almost like a cheap app, and you can buy cheap rubbish off it. Basically, uh, is it
0: like like from from third party sellers? Like people have stuff they're just trying to sell?
2: No, no. So uh, quite quite often they, they try. There's there's things on there that they're trying to sell, that are. It's pro- primarily it's made in China, um, all the stuff. Um, and it's like Chinese vendors selling branded stuff that will obviously fall off the back of the wagon, type of stuff. And it it's, it's, like
0: it's phones, yeah.
2: Yes. yes so it's called the Wish App. Um and um yeah. it, so so Pelly for me, um, and I've seen this online, someone someone used the term. It's you know Ripley from um Alien. Uh-huh. It's a wish version of Ripley.
0: <laughs> Deep cuts, people. That's awesome. It Took a little bit of a walk to get there, but I like it. That's 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 pretty good.
2: Um, <laughs> so anyway, anyway, but that aside. I do like it. I do like it. Um, and, I mean, now you've got a new ship. You've got to get. I know. I am not certain it's the best ship. Collecting bounties on. I definitely
0: don't think it's a bounty collecting ship, which further leads me down to my previous conclusion that the next season isn't going to be about bounty hunting. It's going to be about resurrecting Candelor and getting yeah. and restoring his, whatever his need to be in this, this watch group, you know, yes. which I hoping that he eventually figures out he doesn't need them. They need him and that that's the lesson, but we'll see.
2: We'll see. We'll see. Well, she the the armour is again. She's got the head spikes, hasn't she? Almost like the the um, the Darth Maul era. Watch when Darth Maul took over, and she's got she's got the remnant horns on her helmet. Yeah. yeah. So they're they're not a good group of people, really, when you think about it.
0: I mean, they're definitely about themselves. That's for sure. I don't yeah. know how they're gonna. Stand to, I mean. I guess foundlings is how they add new people, right? Because there's just the two, uh, technically now there's just her and Pop Paws, They had three and they kicked him out. Yes. Now literally, there's <laughs> literally two of you left. Like, so Next. they gotta find some bottom, like, or they maybe need to reassess their their political ideologies to allow for a greater
2: united Mandalore. <laughs> well, the Watch doesn't have a, a great history of that. To be fair, no, they definitely they don't. don't. <laughs> Yeah, because they then moved on to to aligning with the Empire, didn't they?
0: Yes. They they sold out Mandalore in order to yeah. remain in power, but that was the whole thing. They really weren't yeah. power. That was ultimately how Maul was able to manipulate them and yeah. and you know, right before the siege of Mandalore happened. Yeah. Which, you know, if you haven't people check out the last season of the Clone Wars, it's an amazing And an
2: and amazing Rebels. And part. rebels. Yeah, Rebels
0: as well. Yeah,
2: Rebels is terrific.
0: But we're still here on Tatooine. Let's chat about this Naboo Starfighter before we get too much further (laughs) on. Bring it back. I personally, knowing George Lucas's cinematic past, I really like this season and the fact that they really were doing homages to George's initial works. Like, if you know things about George Lucas, he did American Graffiti before he ever did Star Wars, you know? And so far, like the mods, okay, give, you know, like you said, 60s mods, there's that, but there's also that car culture in there. But now we've got him on this Naboo starfighter that they've retrofitted with this like hot rod snout at the front of it, and she's talking about how she basically installed what is the equivalent of hyperspace nitrous to to this to this thing, and like I think it looks cool personally. I, I mean, I'm glad that I thought they were going to paint it yellow, and I I personally think it looked better. I think the Mandalorian has a disposition against color because he loves his stuff to just be it, base metal. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yeah love bare metal and there is a there is a set of guys who hot rod their cars and that is the finish that they go for is that just metal look so i really like the callbacks to the to hot rod era of like cars and stuff in like this and, and even when he goes to fly it like the thing
2: sounds like a hot rod it doesn't sound like it doesn't sound it like sounds a, like an uh, um so oh, the um pod racers. It sounds yes. like the pod races rather than like a fighter. Correct. Which is
0: which is ironic considering that immediately on the test run,
2: where do we go? Yes. Okay, so right here. We almost- geography here. So this this, yeah. this this got me. So they're in Moss Isley at this point. Yes, correct. And he went down the Boonta Heave track. Correct. The Binti truck is Mos Espa. Yeah,
0: but I mean, you figure you're in a fat ship. How far is Mos from Mos Eisley? Uh,
2: I don't know. I don't know. They're the, the opposite sides of the June Sea from what I remember. Okay. I don't
0: know. See, and that's one of the issues I have. I don't know geograph- geographically, like, how far they are between each other. Obviously, people at Most Pelagos in Freetown are considered people who are living out near the edge. Yeah. You know, Moss Espa's a little bit bigger, and Moss Isley's
2: obviously the biggest, right? Um, I don't know. I I, I think Moss Eisley had the most like um star um star ports and, and what have you. But then you've got a case of Moss Espa is where the ganglord lived, so you would assume that would be the capital, and that's where your big racetrack is, right? So yeah. I don't know. I don't know.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure. I did enjoy the scene though. I did like oh, yeah, watching I did. him. I, did. I, did. I saw people online who were like, they still haven't fixed the exit ramp in all those years. Yes. <laughs>
2: so
0: lots, of, lots of cool things, you know. Lots of cool, lots of cool little Easter
2: eggs through there. No, I I really liked it, and I liked the callback to what it was, irrespective of geography. I did like that. Yeah,
0: I thought it was interesting too. Like there. And, and like just through that, like the God, they're like I keep saying Easter, I keep saying the word Easter egg, but geez, there's so many. Like the drivetrain they put into it, like I heard people yes. say online that's the same thing that Han and Luke and Leia used in the, the desk the, to, the try to try to try yeah. the So like that's that's crazy to me. The B D droid, I mean I yes. love B D droids. Like I you know, I think they're
2: the cutest little droids. Mara loves herself an R2 unit. I would own me a B D unit if I had a droid. I, I, yes, it'd be fantastic if you could make almost like an app-controlled one of them that could walk around. Oh, man, you, they would take, I'd here, take all my money right now. Yeah, yeah. I reckon the technology must be there for that. Because it's, yeah. the, the legs are backwards, almost like a bird's legs, aren't they? And I'm certain yeah, that, it, that you it, can uh, get away with that. It's almost like the chicken. Boston,
0: book. It's like you know, they Boston, do. You know, Those Boston Dynamic Robots. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes. Their legs are kind of like that.
2: Yeah. yeah. So yeah, the technology must be there to to make something. You can even make one because the, the, the I've got um it's years old now. It's got to be fifteen, twenty year old. I've got a wind up um Scout Walker, and it's about it's about five inches, six inches tall, and you wind it up. And its legs just move like that across each yeah. other. But the, the legs have got that. You know, the, I don't know if you've ever seen like toy robots where the I foot has almost about. got two, the, the prongs sticking in yeah. so that can to, it can balance when it's on one leg. Yeah. So you yeah. can do something like that.
0: I bet you could get past it with the right engineering and just have them just
2: be flat feet. You could, you could. It's the balance thing, isn't it? It's it's the fact that once the weight is on one leg, then you've got half the weight off the leg. So having that foot, that because you it takes a it takes a, a living brain to I suppose or a, a gyroscope, I guess if you was a machine to yeah. keep that balance. Balance, yeah. That's what
0: they need to add to Star Wars: Galaxy's Edge.
2: They need to let me build
0: a, a BD eight droid. Then they making that I really have no <laughs> no way not to go. I've been resisting. <laughs> they, need to, they need to do one in Lego as well. Ooh, that'd be cool. It would? I mean, maybe they have one on BrickLink, so we can go. You know, uh, yeah. If anybody's, anybody's built one. I would I would buy that buy the parts list for that. Shout out to BrickLinks. All those
2: those yeah.
0: Br- BrickLinks
2: is amazing. Oh. Absolutely Yeah. Amazing
0: so then uh so he's test driving this he's test driving this thing i thought and that's the other thing like they spent a lot of time on fabricating this thing like that was <laughs> did, the other like I, you know and, I, and at some point i was like man, maybe maybe we're not gonna see Bobo's hat
2: in this episode you know did, did, did it not feel vaguely star trekish at that point where they were trying to almost explain the technology? Cause that's the one thing they never do in star wars star wars is all about it, it's a space fantasy it's not hard right. sci-fi right yeah but as a person
0: who likes the way likes seeing stuff being built and i like to build things i do i don't necessarily i didn't come up as a too star Trekky like that because they really weren't getting into like the science of it but yeah there's definitely that feeling she's talking about you know reinforcing certain parts of it for other things and they are dealing with physical you know engineering so yeah yeah i can see where you could i didn't bump up against that
2: but i could i could see that yeah yeah, I, I, yeah. It, again i bet mean, it's not a big right it's just an observation it's one of those things
0: and then after you know i, I thought it was kind of cute at the end i mean we he blasts off out into the space and does a little victory lap around the yes. transport she came in on him, the little boy the little boy Rodian, or little girl
2: Rodian. I don't know if they have a size. to do that. Well, she must have been female, or she appeared to be female. She was dressed yeah. she was dressed was in she? a feminine way.
1: Okay.
0: Okay. I, <laughs> maybe I'm projecting our, our earthbound genders. Yes. Maybe they don't even have
2: those genders. I don't know. Anyway, I'm well, trying to I think,
0: think
2: though,
0: whether I've come across
2: female Rodians. I'm certain with cross-female... Is there not not female Rodians in... I think you're right. I
0: think they do have male and female genders, if I remember from the reading from books I've read.
2: I think they're in the Clone Wars as well. And I'm certain in um, Jabba's Throne Room, back in Return of the Jedi, isn't one of the Female entertainers. Isn't she Rhodian? Yeah,
0: I believe so. Plus Amadala's uncle is a Rhodian, as they did as they Yes. As they uh so yeah, they have to have they probably have traditional gender roles, I would say. <laughs> and Who knows what else? To do. Oh boy. <laughs> I thought it was but but ultimately I wanted to get to the part where you basically have the X-Wing Starfighter pilots acting as, acting as local cops.
2: Yes, yes. I did like that. I did like that. That's cute. <laughs> and that was final I... comment, do you want the paperwork to do this.
0: <laughs> yeah, and they're like, no thanks. But I thought it was funny. He's like, you sound pretty familiar. Uh, do you Did you ever fly a Razor Crest? He's like, you got the wrong guy, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> like... yeah, cause it's the same guy no matter where he goes. Yeah, yeah. It is really, right? I mean it's always him and him and that guy are always the two that respond to this guy. Which leads more to that whole like you said, coronation Street thing. Are these the only two X fighter wing pilots it in the entire room?
2: It is. It is. The, there are no other fighter pilots out there. <laughs> they're, they're busy. They was never yeah. asleep. Yeah. Uh the spread theme or the tracking down the remnants of the Empire. Which, hey, spoiler alert, you didn't do a good job. Indeed, indeed.
0: They become the First Order, right? I mean, isn't that basically yeah, how that Yeah, yeah, effectively, yeah. You did not do a great job. Hmm.
2: Oh, man. And that was Chapter 5. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's taken us 59 minutes to do Chapter 5. <laughs> oh, I've got so much to talk about though in all of it. Just there's so much.
0: And then next episode's no slouch either. I mean I know. You essentially get the good, the bad, and the ugly. You also get Luke Skywalker, Grogu, and Ahsoka. I mean
2: <sighs> that that episode so episode six was if if we if we say that episode five was a bit of a nostalgia first with regards to um the Tatooine. With regards to the Naboo fighter and the Bunta Eve classic, and and all of that, you then go to episode six, and it's it's another nostalgia fest. It's, uh, there's so much in it. Luke with Grogu on his back. Oh yeah, I mean,
0: you definitely
2: get
0: I you know I definitely got goosebumps watching it. It just it brings you back to that time in your childhood when you first watched Star Wars, you know, and The Empire Strikes Back, and Luke's training to be a Jedi. Like it, yeah. they definitely know how to tug on those nostalgia
2: strings, you know. Yeah, yeah, totally agree, totally agree. I, and I think they've done a really good job of that in this this season, especially the last half of the season.
0: Yeah, this is, and this is. I was, and that's where I came to my what we talked about earlier, where I was like, you know, did they have to have Grogu and Luke in here to sell it? You know what I mean? In order to in order to gain that. But I mean, I would I would happily give that. I mean, you get moments that people have dreamed of. I mean, when she when Ahsoka makes the comment about Luke uh, about yeah. Anakin, I mean, yeah. does your heart not? I was so excited. I'm, uh, I, I'm not gonna lie, I cried during parts of this
2: like a grown baby.
0: <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs>
2: It was, I, it was so well done. So well done. And it, it almost like begs the question, are we going to see an episode where them two first meet, where Ahsoka and Luke first come into contact with each other? Because that bet. would just be amazing. We had better. That's all I'm
0: saying. I want that so bad. I definitely want that and R2. Like, R, I, want R2. Like, I feel like R2... Under, oh, God, yes. You know I do I
1: think
0: so about that. than you know, than Luke. So it's it would be awesome Like if that was, like, that would be the greatest, like, sort of drop. Like, everybody's waiting for Luke and her, and, like, and her and R2 have this, like, massive dialogue. Like, yeah. that would
2: be so awesome. God, yeah. I like they're practically, like, family members, weren't they?
0: I, right? And, like, that's always like the thing that everybody always points to, because, like, Obi-Wan Kenobi's like, I've never owned a droid. Forgets about the droid he's like. <laughs> eight years through like hardcore war with like (laughs) but i think we all chuck we all had said you know one r2 unit looks like another r2 unit for the
2: most part right and
0: And as a jedi
2: he never actually owned one i guess right no they they, He technically wasn't his he was anakin's yes yes and he said i never owned an r2 unit i (laughs) guess they were assigned to him and one thing we forgot
0: to mention and I, and I and and you know it's easy to forget like the the opening scene of
2: uh
0: episode is it episode 5 or
2: episode 6 where, episode 6 this one No but in the
0: Cop band where he basically he he basically comes out and says I'm the sheriff of these parts and you boys need to take this drug business elsewhere was that a is that at the beginning of 5 or is that I think
2: it is It is, because that ties into what happens at the end of episode six. No, no, it's episode six. It's episode six. Episode six. It's the beginning, right? And then
0: the end is is that. Right. Okay. And I just want to say that, like, Timothy Olyphant, like, knocks it out of the park in terms of, like, his presentation. Like, I totally believe his... I totally believe it all, like, from start to finish. I think that his character... I want to see more of it. I want to see them do like, and I like how like they talk about like the rule of law because they were doing that like Rangers of the Republic show, which
2: also only got canceled. But yeah.
0: I feel like they have what's necessary to potentially do
2: that with some of the characters they have. Yes. Yes. Yeah, You don't need Dune. You could get away with that with Top Fun. Yeah. You could. You could
0: slot him in with the with the two X-wing guys. You know. Yeah. and... And and they could be the Rangers of the Republic out in the outer rim territory, you know. And add a few more characters who we've not met yet. And there you go. You got a, you got a great show. Yes. And my, you know, of course, I always want more Star Wars. I don't care what it is. <laughs> So yeah, so this episode very, very western when it's on Tatooine, and even, even, and then I, I think it's, it's countered, you know, rather well. with now you have this like meditative, like Japanese style for the Luke stuff. It's very, it does a good job of setting a tone in both, and, 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 and showing you
2: the, the, difference between the two places. Yes. Well, I, I, I tell you one thing I really loved was the, the worker androids building the temple. Yeah, the like spider robot things. They were just fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. The joke where where R2
0: talks to him, they yes. build it they build him a seat and basically R2 just clicks off. I was like, "Wow, that is that is hilarious, dude. It's and it's not said. And if you're not really paying attention, maybe you don't notice it, but it's I thought that was pretty funny.
2: I thought, I thought it was a good nod to the writers. It was like very it was very funny. I uh, so was very that that was, the humor was on point there. It was so good. So well done. Subtle. I do think
0: it's interesting that we got to see the first couple memories of that you know, that Gro- Grogu had repressed. We got to see the yes. scenes from within the temple of the last few Jedi trying to save him and stuff like that.
2: I th- that was very good. Um, and I th- I, th- I think that and again i think that's a deliberate part which ties into the choice at the end the fact that he has seen that jedi can't defend him okay so we're we're skipping
0: yeah we're skipping forward a little we can skip forward a little bit i do have quite a few interesting thoughts and questions on that well let's Let's save that till we get there. But you're right. You're that is a good point and something I hadn't really thought about that weighed into his choice. So I do want to revisit that. But what's interesting to me about the flashback is, moreover, you know, everybody's like wondering how he survived, and I don't necessarily think that 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 he was saved initially from the temple. I'm willing to bet that the empire took him. Mm. And because we know that they tried to corrupt Jedi and turn them into the Inquisitors. Yes. You yes. know? So I also think that maybe, you know, he was young enough to them to be small enough to that. Maybe they took him as a prisoner to then do that with him. Cause yes. there's, gotta be some you know i know that anakin obviously went in and slaughtered a bunch of younglings and stuff like that but they were much they, they appeared at least a little bit older so maybe there was some sort of cutoff if there was a youngling below and i know this is rather more to talk about but the emperor yes. wasn't exactly a dude who didn't do things without purpose so i could see them having certain orders to be like hey if you can't capture force sensitives that you can that we can then brainwash and that yeah. answers a lot of questions that people had of like why do they have binders that fit other than the fact that you know alien physiology is different. They used to hold him prisoner, and at yeah. some point somebody broke him out.
1: You know? Yes, yes. So
0: that's my that's my prediction with that flashback. Like I, that's what because it doesn't because you see all the Jedi fall in front of it, so there's really? really nobody left unless somebody comes at the last minute and saves them, which could be you know considering Star Wars and Jedi. It yeah, could be that yeah. some, we didn't see the end, but that's my prediction, is that he initially was captured and potentially was going to either A, be used for the the Inquisition, pro, Inquisitor program, or B, which I think is more likely, they were trying to figure out how to make
2: Force-sensitive clones. Well, I don't know if they would have been doing that back then, possibly. I know. You're talking about Palpatine, who's a dude who's been obsessed with death. I mean, that's his true. whole story. Darn and that was 30 years, of course. he with 60 years into his life, or whatever. 80. He- yeah, true. Is is Plagueis canon? Was that released? Oh after? yeah. Or was that Plague. released before? Plagueis is canon because he's part of. He mentions him in the prequels, which are canon. He does. He does. But the novel is the, the novel is, the- is canon. I'm pretty sure. I'm not certain what time it dropped. Was it just before? I I think it was before Disney,
0: but I think there there is a select set of novels that they carried over. And I think the Tarkin and the
2: Pelagius ones were Well the- Tarkin was post Disney. Tarkin was okay. definitely post Disney. Yeah, I don't know on that one, but I'm pretty sure let's see. You gonna do a quick Google. I'm yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But anyway, to to your point, that's a good, that's a good point. The fact that um, Darth Sidious was obsessed with with living forever, wasn't he? Really, or living as long as he could, at least.
0: Yeah, he's a dude who seemingly has cheated death, and and there was a re- you know, and, and was trying to out was just trying to basically you know avoid death in all ways possible. Yes. Yes. Okay, so according to the according to Curara, if you if matters my
2: source, it says no, the novel Pelagius isn't part of Disney's canon. No, I, di- I didn't think it was. I thought it, I think it was released a year or so before Disney took over.
0: But as a character, he
2: is. He is, yes. Obviously, okay.
0: the Team talks about So he is as a character. And ultimately, I'm just saying that, like, you know, even with that, like, he was obsessed with not dying. He which is ultimately what he ended up learning from Pelagius and then killed Pelagius for right. Yeah. So I don't I don't discount the fact that he had that, especially because that's part of what the whole EU initially was about. I mean initially when the sequel trilogy came out, everybody's like, that's done, that they cloned the emperor. And all the people who probably read the EU were like, let me introduce you to like six yeah. different trilogies of book where they did this a bunch of different times. And finally by the end of those trilogies, the, even the people in Star Wars were no longer surprised by it when it would happen.
2: Yeah. You know, the, so, but, but the, the flip of that is that those books were done so much better than the novels, than the films. Were. You don't, you've got me there. You definitely don't have yeah. to convince me of that and as we've talked about it a and, and I guess now that we've seen as well in the Bad Batch TV show, you've got this bit towards the end where they close down the cloning facility on Naboo. On, not Naboo. On, um, Camino me know, but yeah. they take the scientists somewhere else and
0: and you learn that they had in a previous like beta location where they've initially started cloning, yes, you know what I mean, so yeah, I mean obviously there is that right that proves that they're there, you know, and really, um obviously thinking about the fact of who was. Who started the clone program initially to take you know? That was that was him. Yes, Sidious began it. Ultimately, the dude's been obsessed with cloning and and, and passing on life you know for yes. generations at this point. So all of that just seems par for the
2: course. No, I agree. I agree. You, you got very good arguments there. Yes, he could well have been stolen twenty years before just for his. Genetic, and also, I guess, if you tie that into the fact that Yoda, Yoda's species is incredibly long-lived, so if he yeah. was able to not just take the 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 the, um, the ability to wield the Force, but also take his aging, that would definitely be something that that Palpatine would attempt to to move into his own DNA, right? That's a good point too.
0: Like if he could show, somehow place his consciousness over Grogu's and then have that body to
2: live, you know? Yeah. Or Which, or, although, or, or take I mean, some of that DNA, put that some of that DNA into his, that's and a into a clone of his. They always comment
0: how the Empire is very specious and yes. how they're not very much for non-humanoid life. No. no. So that that actually would track because you you
2: can imagine he wouldn't want to
0: be in a, in a foreign alien body.
2: No, but if you could, if you could take the the DNA markers and put that into a into a Palpatine clone, and all of a sudden you got a Palpatine who could live for the best part of, a, of of a thousand years. Yeah.
1: Definitely. Wow. I didn't even consider that. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
0: So yeah, we get cuteness galore with Grogu and Luke and Ahsoka all building. And I, I I do like, it's it's very, as much as the sequel trilogies weren't great, at least it's cool to see Luke's Jedi Temple at the
2: creation. Yes. Because
0: last time we saw it, and I know a lot of people have been resharing like, the screenshots of the past, like, last time we saw it, it was on fire with a lot of dead bodies around it, a lot of yes. dead Jedi. So, you know, it, uh, it's definitely... It's definitely a much happier time for Luke's Jedi Academy, and then that gets us down. You know, I obviously Luke talked about things in the Force, and they lifted up the frogs, and that was funny. But ultimately, we get to the choice, right?
1: Which
2: presents the myth.
0: Now, what? It, you go first. What's your thoughts on that?
2: Okay, um, I, I think I might have shared this with with the the group at some point. Yeah, you you, you come to a bit of a crossroads here because. Grogu could, so Luke gives him the choice, you either go for the lightsaber, which was Yoda's, or you go for the chainmail vest, which which basically then says you have an attachment to the Mandalorian, you've not severed that attachment, you're not no longer capable of being a Jedi. Now, so there's another thing, actually, before I even go into that. One thing that I find striking there is that Luke didn't learn from the past at that point, he is basically saying to Grogu, you can't have attachments. You've got to go down this monastic route again, which we saw was ultimately what brought about the demise of the Jedi Order. Because when someone rebelled against that and had formed attachments, it completely destabilised what the Jedi were and how the Jedi worked. So, um... Yes, Luke. Luke lays the foundation at that point for the ultimate failure of the Jedi Academy again. Really, um, and and again, the difference between that and the EU version of the Jedi's, because if you if you had a look in the novels for the EU version, Luke marries Mara Jade. Um, Luke has children. Those children have the potential to be Jedi. Um, he's not against the Jedi who come after him having relationships and attachments because he'd seen the fact that that creates a more loving um mentality and the ability to empathize and the ability to 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 understand the people that they're supposedly guardians over yeah
0: i um uh, i had similar thoughts on it and that was that was mine as well, for the most part. But I also think that we, while he presented him this choice, I don't necessarily know that we know what Luke wanted him to choose. I think Luke wanted him to choose the Chain Wow. I think it would be hypocritical of him to not, because of his own history. Yeah. He literally left training to save his friends, to, yes. you know, he... Obviously, he had an attachment to his father because he tried to save
2: his father. But, but that's the thing. That, In fact, that that is true. And that, that shows that Luke has gone in. Ooh, Luke now is going wrong. Because.
0: What if he accepts Gregor back? And he's like, thank you. What if he was like, no, you select. We don't know what happened. He said he gave him the choice, but we don't know that he doesn't necessarily say, you made the right choice. You know, and if, if and when you're ready, you can back.
2: True. True. I (laughs) mean, that's
0: the thing. He he maybe needs Grogu to, because he was kind of just get, like, he was just kind of told to go with Luke, and he went with Luke and tried that. Maybe that's the the next step. Grogu has to truly choose that
2: path. Yes. And, And again, if you go down the route that Grogu could live potentially 900 years, you've got the fact that, he goes back to his, his father um, and lives a, a human lifetime with his father and can still then go down the route of Jedi a century later. He's still got another 700 plus years of, of being a Jedi. Right. And I mean, they
0: could, they could have Luke, you know, toe the company line, but I think it's more... I think it's indicative of what happened in the sequel trilogy where he talks about how... You know, even at the height, the Jedi allowed the dark side to return and kill them and destroy them. So I think we've seen where he ends up and how he gets there. I think that to a degree, I'm hoping Disney doesn't just go down the path. of I'm going to do it just like everybody before me, especially considering where and how he started. He shouldn't have been trained if he was too old. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. He was 19. Way too old. They had a problem with a 10 year old boy in
2: the old Republic. But, so, but the, the flip side of it is that Luke had lost all of his attachments at that point. There is,
0: there is that, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he had his, he had lost it. But he didn't also know about his sister
2: no. at that point.
0: Nor did he know about his father yet. No. no. So technically, he had attachments he was unaware of.
2: Yeah, and and ultimately, it was his love for his father. Despite what his father was, that allowed him to redeem his father. And ultimately it was his father's love of him that allowed his father to be redeemed. Right. It is it is it is
0: attachment that saves the galaxy, in my opinion, in Star yeah. Wars. Even though it almost so. destroyed it. <laughs> and much like you said in the new in, in the old EU books, that is how he moved forward with like it. He like he said he got married. And it was it was better that way in my opinion, in, in a lot of ways, because it's something different. It's not the same rehash retread of what we already
2: know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you keep doing the same thing, you're doomed to repeat it, you know? <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, exactly. Which Luke found within a generation. Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: But then at the end of this, was it, do we have the cop, is, is Cat Bane at the end
2: of this one? Or he, have to he, start? Is. he is. So, yes, yeah, so you Got the choice, um, right?
0: Ando leaves there and goes back, and then he meets with like. we actually get a scene the, of Boba Fett. Yes, which, <laughs> which in them.
2: Yeah, which is why this episode was was it something like a Stranger in the Desert or something like that? Yeah, yeah, something like that. The title of it. The... And I think yeah. this the Stranger. Referred to is Cad Bane.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Um, so what do you
2: think when you saw
0: him? Well, you know, I'm a long-time fan of Cad Bane, and I have much respect for the guy who broke into the Jedi Temple to steal holocrons. True. <laughs> I mean, you have, got, you have got some big brass ones to do stuff like that, my friend. And to, and to get away with it. Yes. Yes. You know, he... He routinely, throughout the Clone Wars, comes up against Jedi and comes out on top. And, and it's, you know, it's much... He's like a cockroach. He can't be killed. <laughs> Very
2: much like a cockroach. Very yeah. much. So
0: I've always liked him, and I've always liked his hat. I always liked the western like a motif that he had going on, which is why I think I have really enjoyed the Mandalorian and, and Book of Boba because they really do play on those motifs, and Lucas did that. He did a lot of Kurosawa and a lot of Western type space yes. dramatization stuff that really is the core of Star Wars, I think. So, as soon as I saw the the guy walking in, I was like, who? Like, for the first scene, I was like, who, who is that? And then when he got closer, like, I literally, like, squeaked. And my wife was like, who is it? And I was like, it's Cat. I, like, whispered, I was like, it's Cat Babe. And she's like, she just looked at me like, I don't know what that is or who that is. She goes, she just laughed at me, and then, uh, sure enough, like when they he got a little bit closer, and you could see the vent mask tubes coming out the side of his of his. Shoe. I was like, it's cat I Yes, was, I'm so excited, you know, because well, obviously we're dealing with Bo- We're we're dealing with Boba Fett. We're dealing with bounty hunters. Yep. So it it seemed natural to either get a BOSC, uh, uh IG88, which I mean, they already had the model for the IG unit that Mando do, met yeah. in season one. So I was glad that they didn't just reuse that. I'm glad that it was somebody else. That, yes. you know, it would have been cool had it been Bosk too. You know, because him and Bosk, both and Bosk don't get along either. No. So, no. But both like of and Dengar do. Well, in the original, how did he survive? Dengar's the one who nurses him back to health after yeah. after. He, Pulls himself out of the Sarlacc pit. Dengar is thinking over the wreckage and saves them. And then that goes into a whole thing. You know, that goes into a whole trilogy, which is a great book if you haven't read it, The Bounty Hunter Wars. I yes. highly recommend that book. That, that trilogy is very good. So, you know, I you figure it has to be somebody. I love the fact that they finally have a live action. My hot take, and this is fast forwarding a little bit, I still don't think he's dead. Really? Yep. He had, the, <laughs> the chest the chess monitor thing was still blinking. I mean and Cobb Vanth was still technically alive if you watched the post credit scene. Yeah. And they, even despite the guy saying that he was gunned down in cold blood, you know? Yeah. So maybe yes, maybe no. We'll see. I think it's I think with the Kenobi series coming out and some other things, like they have timelines where they can go back to and reuse that, obviously. I, I'm hoping that they didn't do like they did with the Tuskskins and introduce it just to
2: kill it, you know? Because well, like- I don't know. It's nice though because you've had Cad Bane. I know for people who've never watched the TV show, the, the cartoons, he is a brand new character. Whereas for many of us, he's been around for a good 15 years now. 2008, the Clone Wars were released, so yeah. getting on for 15 years now and you you've got cad bane really grew as a character within the clone wars he then appears again in the bad batch so he pops up and and you see him knocking about so for me i don't see an issue with them killing him off there if if that makes sense in in a similar way that um in the movie solo um there is the reference to aura singh and the fact that she died um because of oh what was Woody Harrelson's character? Beckett. Beckett. Yes. So Beckett caused Aura Singh's death. And wow. I don't I don't mind that they do that almost as closure. That makes sense because it was just a little like
0: like you still you didn't get to see Aura Singh I don't know, I guess you've got to see her in very limited specs throughout. And yes, she has a much bigger, like you said, in the in the cartoon, she has a much bigger role throughout she several does. different episodes, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, I don't necessarily, I didn't necessarily chuff up against that as much as this. Though This I bumped up against, and I was like, please don't just have killed him for no reason, which is why I'm semi-hoping he's still alive.
2: I, I don't know. If, if he is going to die, that's possibly one of the best ways for him to die to be killed by Boba, given their grudge and how much I, they did dislike each other, I do agree
0: that it is a fitting end, and it is it does tie in dovetail perfectly with the story thus far and their grudge and their and their history, so yes, it was great, but like i said i love I love cat Bain as a character, so I definitely just don't
2: in seeing him live acting. I never
0: thought that they would
2: do that you know no no i I didn't think the bridge i uh, Another question, then. so at the very end of episode six, when we're talking about the gunsling, the gunfight at the end, if the deputy wasn't there, do you think Cobb Van would have taken him out? We'll never
0: know, right? I mean, they definitely show you in that first scene where he takes out those pikes that are trying to sell the spice outside of town, that he's fast, faster than most, and stuff like that. So, I mean the question then becomes, yes, does he win and if he doesn't win, does he then absolutely die because Cat Bane glanced at his shoulder because of the deputy and then outright just like blight, yeah. blasts the deputy. So I want to say Cobb Bane probably I know people want to say that but I'm going to tell I want to say no. I don't think he beats I don't think he beats Cat Bane. Absolutely. Cat Bane Cat
2: Bane's in the 70s though. though. Yeah, but he's he, he's a survivor. True, and we don't know the, the you know, longevity of the jurors. He so it, he might be in his prime of life, though, might he?
0: Well, no, I think they... I mean, they. he pretty much... Boba Fett pretty much says like, like that he's old. You know what I mean? Like, when they have their tête-à-tête face-off. Like, he is a, of an older age, but that just goes to show you how ruthless and deadly and survival and yeah. how much survival he has. in Like... He survived the Clone Wars. He survived being a bounty hunter for 60-plus, 50-plus years, whatever, yeah. however old he was when he started. It's not by mistake that he's there, you know? No. no. So I think uh, as much as I like Cobb Man, and as fast as I think he is, I think Cad Bane's faster. That's my that's
2: my take. What do you think?
0: you think, you think Cobb Man's going I go?
2: Th- I think, yeah, I think Cad Bane's over the hill. And I, I think Cobbman, on on a straight up gun gunfight, the pair of them on their own, I think he would have taken him. It, it was it was the thing. deputy that distracted him. Band isn't exactly wet behind the ears
0: either. I mean, he's he's yes. he's great. He's he's definitely seen some action. So it would be. I really would have liked to have seen it be a straight up thing. As soon as I saw the deputy come out, I knew. I was like, you're gonna die. <laughs> <Yes. Yeah. laughs> I was like, that's why I couldn't figure out why they introduced the deputy, you know, in, yeah. in there. I was like, the smallest town, what do you need a deputy for? And there's literally like 15 people. I feel like when they showed up in the armored thing at the end, I was like, who knew there was that many people in that town? <laughs> that was the entire town. <laughs> Even when he went there and he's like, I know some people. I was like, there's 10 people. <laughs> Back to like he said, he said he had enough money and there's plenty of people who, who, who are soldiers for hire in the yeah. Star Wars <laughs> universe
2: yes yeah. yes
0: yeah. we've seen uh, loads of them <laughs> we have we have uh, so yeah i mean i'm definitely glad timothy all of character's not completely dead as we found out in the post-credit scene he's in yep. back to tank getting recouped and the guy oh, who mods. Modified, <laughs> yeah the guy who modified medic medic shand and uh in the mods is is going to
2: town and going to work on him
0: K- i don't K- but I
2: was- I was going to say, can you remember from the 1980s there was a TV show called Brave Star, oh. uh, and he was he was a marshal. He was on a he was on a planet in <laughs> in out in space, and he was on he was a a um he, he was dressed as a Native American the way he looked and everything. He was Native American, but <laughs> he was very much a, a marshal the way he was dressed, and he had a robot horse. Um and for me now, this the way the way Cops Ant is going, he's gonna become this this almost like hybrid robot man marshal.
0: I guess and that's kind of what I'm wondering,
2: like what exactly does he need to be modified? He was shot in the shoulder of all places. I feel like some Dacto would have fixed that. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Not but you can't you... get you can't get in between a man and his mod, can you? No, no.
0: And I'm not to make you feel old but like the reason that I probably don't remember because i wasn't born until 1985.
2: yeah uh, there you go i
0: uh, wasn't even really cognizant of television in the world till the 90s <laughs> i
2: remember very few things from the early 80s i say it's the 80s i'm not going to have a quick look to find out when brave star came out <laughs> i don't yeah i've never heard of it. an awful look it up oh, he, oh it was it was well I have this this recollection. It was great. It might not, but it might have been absolutely trash.
0: To be but, really fair, I've done that on a few shows that I have fond memories of as a kid, and then I go back and watch it, and I'm like, this
2: is this is garbage. I'm like I can't watch this anymore. This did not age well. Yeah. I'm just, okay. So 65 episodes from 1987
0: to 1988. So it is 80s. I was yeah, but I was only like three years <laughs> old yeah uh, i am only like two and three years old, but I can look at them screens
2: don't do well on the screen no, screen, no uh, I know just yeah. each, no. I was hoping to try and get to uh, get that <laughs> great podcast in here kids Dave' showed me his phone of his uh, <laughs> but we've both got backgrounds on our backgrounds, so he can't see
0: <laughs> so then we firmly get into episode seven, which is you know the last stand uh uh at most Espa. Yes, you get a very Butch and Sundance, uh, you get a very Butch and Sundance moment with Mando and and Boba Fett in that bar when it's just the two of them, and he's like, "Well, I guess you're gonna be going now." He's like, "No, nope, I'm
2: I'm committed, man, to the end." Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. I I think for me, I, I, of of all the of the episodes at the back end of this, despite everything that happens in this last episode. It's my least favorite of the three. It's funny because
0: I have a similar feeling. Like, I had a great time watching it. It was fun to watch. But in terms of, like, story progression and in terms of having issues with things, there was definitely more to this episode. Like, certain things, like, I, I felt. Like, I, I honestly feel like they should have waited for Grogu to... Like, Grogu should have, like, come in on an X-Wing during the battle and, like, Crushed one of those like massive droid things, yeah. and he did take one out. And then, I mean, there was some of that, but it's just there was parts of it that I felt could have been better. And like, there's that part where like the mods and the town people are like hiding behind a wall, and it's like shelling the wall, but the wall doesn't disintegrate. And then oh. later, the rancor throws it into the wall, but yet the whole building comes down. So, like, there's questions again of power, powery,
2: yeah, power, clicky, it seems. <sighs> it it, i don't know it was yeah it was it was it was was, for me there was lots of there was pacing issues in this last episode but then there was there was just poor decisions it's things like um so when fennec Shand goes off to save the mods so she jumps on that that speeder bike that the, the mods really need to take notice, notice that that's how a speeder bike's meant to be driven, not not at two miles an hour. Um, when, you, when you get on a speeder bike, it's known as a speeder bike for a reason. <laughs> um, so, so she jumps on a speeder bike, and then the, the next minute you see the cut scene to where the, the mods are sheltering behind that. The, the, the they're, they're in hiding, taking pot shots at trying to, and take down the people, trying to take them down. And so you have Felix Shand from the rooftop start taking pot shots at the, 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 the bad guys. And so she takes a few of them out. And so the rest of them then run. So she jumps off the roof into the street and says to them, right, you've got to go back to work bobber now so you go back to bobber she then jumps on her speeder bike doesn't she yeah which is parked right next to them yeah so how come it's parked right next to them (laughs) it should be somewhere around the corner at least because they They didn't know know she was
0: there (laughs) they didn't know she was there Maybe it looks just like it. It just
2: so happens to be a similar making model. So she just nicks someone else's speeder bike. Or she, maybe I mean, she's got one of those things that it comes, drives around to wherever she
1: stood.
0: I mean, there are those. There is that. There are calls. <laughs> pretty pretty much. In some day there is a way to slave ships and yeah. things like that and have them remote called. So theres there that is a possibility. I doubt it in this case. But I also see that it's like open
2: war in the streets. So stealing a speeder bike, I mean, Really? Yeah, possibly, possibly, possibly. But you, you sure you need an ignition key or something to set it off?
0: <laughs> I didn't bump up against that nearly as much as as.
2: Well, that was just one example. Sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah. No. Sure. 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 I, there's different things that we bump up against in this. And of course. What I thought was interesting is is they answered everybody's questions about the shield around the droid in a very like, yeah, yeah you were thinking about it. Here it is. Like, you can't walk in. Do it. You can't shoot it with a gun. You can't, even though yeah, yeah. even saber couldn't really cut through it, you know. No. So, and all I was thinking about was the episode in the Clone Wars where they teach uh, Saw Gerrera and the Rebels
2: how to, how to roll rein- a mine for a grenade,
0: a grenade into there, and I'm like, yeah. well, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. It's further along. Maybe the shields are better or something. Maybe that's a design flaw that was that was, uh, you know, capped, you know, they figured it out. That's why I was hoping that Grogu was literally, you know, just like,
2: crush one of these things. Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, 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 okay, another thing about those, um, what did you call them before? Um, steroidicas? <laughs> steroidicas, that's it. Um, when when the Steroidicas is chasing the free-town citizens, and it can't hit a barn door for trying do you can it i, d- I no. don't see i don't see what the problem was there's no threat okay. to them things they can't hit anything whoever programmed the targeting computer of that thing deserves
0: nothing but condemnation that is the worst design thing yes. ever so you've, I you've mean, for got something
2: a, exactly. you've got a crowd of 20 people fleeing all together and it's shooting it. the ground it's shooting the sky <laughs>
0: I definitely had a bit of a problem with that too, but and that was something I bumped up against in this. I was like, that thing should have decimated all of them in ten yes. seconds
2: Yes. Yeah. And one was one hit time. would have taken it. The size of its cannons, one hit would have taken out half of right. them. which is why when it's hitting that one wall that they're all cr-
0: crowded behind, it. I was like, maybe one shot or two shots, but that wall should be gone now. There should yeah. be no more wall. Yeah. Unless the builders of most expo are the greatest builders in all the known galaxies. <laughs> Maybe it's made out of Beskar. Who knows? Maybe the sand has trace elements of Beskar in it. Who knows, man? Who knows? But it was, you know what it, you know what it felt like. You know this, this, this whole episode felt like to me was when you're a kid and you got your Star Wars figures and you got all your toys out and you're like, you're just like, I'm gonna have the best epic Star Wars battle. And you're just making it up as you go along because why not, right? Like, okay, now we're going to rank one. Drink or something, you know. That's what it felt like to me, and I, and to a degree, I'm kind of here for it because it was fun. But at the same time, that you get to the end and you're like, it was fun. And it was a lot, right? But good God, some of the decisions they <laughs> <laughs> just be like, well, we
2: need a reason, so here it is. Oh, I can't get that out of my head now. All I see is is John Favreau and Dave Filoni. One of them's got a right core in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> is
0: that- it felt like it, it literally feels like they got all their toys out and at one point they were like like i used to do this thing where i was <laughs> have to the part Espa. and so now i finally get to make it and i think that it is the love for it that gives it you know that interior endear- they obviously baloney and pavro have have shown us that they can make star wars that, that the traditional star wars fan wants right yes. i mean you know, so I'm 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 here for it. I'm definitely here for it. I loved it. It's just you get to the end and you're like, there's some bold choices in there.
2: There were some some,
0: some very bold bold
2: choices. They're, they're, oh, interesting choreography as well. You're talking about the spin the spin the spin. <laughs> it's a Robert
0: it's a Robert Robert Rodriguez has that in every single one of the things. It was does. awful. It was awful though. There was nothing to it. I know, but it, it happens in like everything he does. So, I guess it, it definitely doesn't add anything, but it definitely distracted a lot of people because I heard a lot of people talking about that.
1: Online. It was all awesome. my
0: bigger issue. My bigger issue was like when the different families and regions like turned on everybody, like especially with like Darth Chewy. He's yeah. standing there with literally. A Gun in his hand, and he starts seeing these people like come at him. I'm like, Shoot these yes. people right now! <laughs> like, they're obviously not there to give you a basket of cookies, buddy. And the Trondoshans as well. I'm like, That's that's his natural prey. He, he tore some dude's arm off for le- yes. less than than coming yes. towards him with malice in his eyes. Yes. I mean, you know, and then obviously, later you see him in that thing, and and he's got him on all of them it's kind of fun to watch him just throw them off of them. but like when they got on time i was like come on man you could have put up a better fight than
2: that yeah no i agree i agree it's
0: yeah. the kind of same
2: for the piglets as well though
0: i dude, you know what i'd give it up to those guys dude they were ride or die for life on theirs they they gave up oh.
2: no they they just gave up they, they, they you you've got them there they're trained fighters they've got axes they know that they're on a cliff edge, which is a stupid place to stand anyway. You would just have thought they'd charge the, 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 their opponents, just push them back. That's right, and there, it's not exactly like you're surrounded by an
0: overwhelming no. force. I agree, no. you have a few people you should have been able to, to swoop around the sides, you
2: know. Yeah,
0: yeah. I, but they are Gamorians and we don't know how smart they are. Well, there is that. There is that. Yeah, you know, know, they do obviously serve it as guards for the most part. I don't think I've ever seen a Gamorrean senator.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: uh, it, it leads to a reason that they must have one, you know, but much like the Ferengi in Star Trek initially, like, I don't think that most people give them the highest IQ point.
2: No, that's a good point. Huh? I hadn't considered that. So, you know,
0: I definitely thought, like, i thought for sure that, you know, they definitely established that as like, okay, stakes are real. We're
2: killing off people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, I might. They didn't take anybody out. I would have expected a pair of, of of trained killers to have at least taken down a couple of opponents.
0: There is that, and I get the feeling that some of that has to do with Disney in general. Because Disney, while we're okay with people getting shot with lasers and stuff, these guys are dealing with swords and like they're very blood. Like, whenever they do deal with swords, it's still very bloodless. You know, when it does happen, despite. The wounds yeah. that would obviously be not be bloodless. So, Yeah, possibly. I get the feeling parts of that at Disney not wanting to show, you know, somebody getting stabbed through the chest necessarily. No, oh, but then we saw the two little piggies get thrown off the cliff. Right. right. And then you really don't see them hit, though. You see them fall, and then you Let's see them on the
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: There's a Wilhelm screaming theres not there, isn't there? Well, well, there's there's a Wilhelm Squeal in there. It's it's like a full-on pig squeal,
0: like a full-on pig squeal. Yeah, I, for whatever reason, I just thought for sure they would have had a better fourth. Like I, even when by the time they were like all standing around and talking about, it, I was like you guys are not going to be able to repel anything.
2: No, too significant. No, you yeah. know.
0: And it, as much as it was fun to watch two Mandalorians come in on on jetpacks and fight. Tactically I have to question why they just stand out in the middle and get shot with blaster Fire. <laughs> We've talked about this before. How much blaster Fire
2: can it can it stop? We thought obviously every shot that ever hits them.
0: Apparently, because apparently I mean there's gaps in the armor too. Like at some point I'd like them to get shot at least in the gap in the
2: armor or something, yes. you know? <laughs> yes. And one of the times yeah. I had oh maybe maybe the, maybe that's so another stuff. I was saying, maybe that's another feature of Beskar. Maybe it attracts light energy. Maybe,
0: like the Black Panther suit in Marvel, you mean, like how it
2: it stores kinetic energy? Well, well, just just basically, someone's firing a laser blast at you; it automatically gets attracted to wherever your your metal is, rather than to the God, yeah, to the God. non-metal. It's almost got like a magnetic attraction.
0: Huh. Interesting. I hadn't contemplated that, but that. <laughs> It could be, but then again, we're talking about people who have helmets with technology, but not translators in them. So, yes, yes. Who knows? It. Who knows?
2: <sighs>
0: so yeah, I, I really, I, you know, like I said, it, it definitely felt like Dave Filoni and John Favreau were just, and then they're gonna fly in and and shoot and and well, that's great. It's just like, and and, and then the Freetown people come up and like obviously those. The steroidicas can hit stationary objects because they took out the, it took out the, yeah, to yeah, pretty PDQ, you know. So as long as it's not a living being, it seems to be able,
2: to, <laughs> seems to be able to hit it. <laughs> <laughs> but they were safe after that. Just keep running around; it'll never hit them. <laughs> it'll never hit
0: you. It just can't, it can't anticipate. I did think it was pretty funny, like the, the, you know, the rednecks versus
2: the city folk. Talking yes. to yes. another yes. of their and, but, but. But, then, but then you had the last bit where they climbed up on top of the, the uh building and it she turns around to him and says something on the lines of I'll distract while you shoot the destroy the, the um or oh, steroid. When gets, yeah. Yeah, when but, she
0: gets the angle rifle.
2: Yeah, but then they stand right next to each other. If you're gonna distract, you go to different places to draw the fire into different locations. You don't stand next to each other.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but then, of course, you know we get the scene everybody really wanted. We got uh, we got uh, the, or we got Boba Fett riding a rancor. like it. I guess I, I guess you kind of I don't know why I was so surprised because obviously. That was the whole point of the conversation he had with Danny Trejo's character right, when he first yes. got him. Yes, you know, but I was like a little kid. I was like, yeah! I was like super happy to see it, even if it didn't really make sense to me why you wouldn't get your ship yes. <laughs> and come with lasers, yes, and mines that can detonate, you know, yes, but yes. I did think it was i did I do definitely think that it helps. The myth of Boba Fett and him as a and as being
2: like people being like, oh yeah, that dude's got a rankle. It will like, sell. It will sell more toys, for sure. Right, for yeah, sure. Because ev- everyone's everyone's already got Slave One or the ship that has no name. Everybody's already got that, whereas nobody has a rankle. So everyone there wants a rankle
0: and everybody should they're they're wonderful
2: creatures as we found out they're very loving and stuff well there was um just before christmas the you know the way that Haslab releases their special item that goes on to almost like a crowdfunding like the the mandalorian um right.
0: race oh right like the razor crest you got
2: yes yes and it's, it's almost
0: like a kickstarter right ahead of yes time.
2: Yes. Okay. So they did a Rancor, Black Series Rancor, mm. for about three hundred pounds. But Black Series, you're probably looking at what a foot and a half tall, maybe? Yeah, it's big, right?
0: They're not exactly little small action no. figures at that point, right?
2: No. And you're
0: paying at also that price because obviously the sculpting is, is a much higher quality, the better mold, right?
2: Yeah. And they're limited, aren't they? they are limited they're limited to only people who back it um really so, are they, is that the way it's for yeah, all yeah. the Blacks? no no just the Haslab stuff just the
0: Haslab stuff
2: okay because i know yes. you collect quite a bit of the black series
0: stuff yes. i've seen here, the, you in the and that's definitely not something i've seen them and they look cool
2: but it's just not something i can ever i can't afford right well, well, that's <laughs> but but, but that's just it i looked at the rancor when it came out and i thought you know what as as great a model as it's going to be i don't need a foot and a half tall rancor whereas you're now going to get people who will have bought the rancor because it won't ship until next year at some point um if it's anything like the razor crest so it's not going to ship till next year, but you're going to get some of those people rubbing their hands, just thinking you was thinking of this as Jabba's one that's dead. This is now going to be the Boba Fett one. Where I'm going to have a Boba Fett on top of it, right? Do you think? It, did it say
0: it's going to come with a Boba Fett,
2: or you're just saying now nah, they I'm, can? Have- I'm I'm thinking people people that's the way people are going to use it. People are not going to think right. of Return of the Jedi. They're going to be thinking of Book of Boba Fett. Makes sense, is it? But does it? Did they
0: say specifically it's it, it's one or the other, or they,
2: no, they no, be, because it was released? Um, the the kickstarting thing that they did was back in October, November, so it was before Book of Boba Fett oh. came out, so no one had any idea about it. And one one thing right. I've really noticed this season, because of mm-hmm. the things that we've seen, because because of me being a collector and, and having having an interest in the collectibles. Um, one thing I have noticed repeatedly, as things have happened, because of all the callbacks to, to previous, the Easter eggs to previous um, Star Wars merchandise and Star Wars episodes and what have you, Um the moment the Naboo fighter appeared, people were flogging their three and three quarter inch Naboo fighters that they've not bothered with. They bought it 20 years ago. It's never been a loved item, and people have bought it just because they thought, right, okay, well, it goes in my collection. It's never been of interest. All of a sudden, its price was rocketing. Um, similarly, the Lego version of it was going up in value. Then Cad Bane drops later on in the same same season. The Cad Bane figures started trading. The Cad Bane minifigures, which is fairly rare, I think there's only two Lego sets in the last 20-odd years that have had Cad Bane in them. And so all of a sudden, the, he was already a collectible piece, and then all of a sudden, his values jumped again. So the fact that you've you've got this this rancor that no one saw coming, with Boba Fett then riding it at the end, that's going to drive up that Haslab Rancor when it releases, when it drops, is going to be very very tradable.
0: It's amazing, right? How that works. I mean, you bought the Haslab Razorcrest before they blew it up, and now. Yes. It's like you, like you were saying in the chat. It's, its value has skyrocketed. Yes,
2: yes, I'm seeing people. You gotta it. love
0: that, right? It's, like, it's so yeah, you, you have such a huge collection, and you have so much stuff that ranges such a wide. You, I mean, because you, you've been such a fan your whole life, so you, like you, you've gotta love that. I mean, to a degree. I mean, you laughing all the way to the bank on stuff you probably bought, and you just. You bought it just because you loved it, but now it's actually worth something more because there's this renewed fervor around it because of what's being made.
2: Yes, I, th- I think of all the stuff I've got, it's the first time I've looked at a piece and I've thought that's a genuine investment piece. And I've never thought that before. It's still in the box, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it at the moment. Yeah. It's going to sit in its box, it's never been opened um even the packing crate's not been opened right you still have it in the box it was delivered in yeah
0: yeah someday you'll be like and i know it's hard because you want to like at least look at the outside of the box but if you stuff it in there i mean i guarantee you the value on that is just going to be
2: ridiculous in a few years i know i know i've seen people it trade Well, that's just it. I've seen people trading them for double, almost triple the price that that it was when it was originally done. I've seen people, because it came with a couple of carded figures, um, a Jawa, off-world Jawa leader, I think, and Grogu. And I've seen people trading those cards for a couple of hundred quid. It's just like, it's insane.
0: I'm glad you said something about a Jawa because it just broke something loose in my head. How did we not mention the fact that Peli dated yes. a Jawa? <laughs> and also, I love the term Jawa new.
2: Yes. yes. That was
0: hilarious to me. So, do you think they will ever show us what a Jawa looks like underneath the robe? She said they're furry. Yes. Oh. Um, I'm not yeah. sure I want to. <laughs> I yeah, I always kind of like the mystery of them. I mean, they got eyes that glow, and you can't see any other part of them, and most of them is covered. So yeah. it seems very odd to me that any humanoid species would be compatible with that. But hey, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah. Congratulate you. Yes. Don't, yeah, yeah. don't don't judge. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm glad you mentioned Jawas, because I I completely lost over that when we were talking about that. So we get to the end of the battle, and for the most part, everything is safe inside. But then, well, obviously, you know, Peli shows up with Grogu on the scene. I, did you think Luke was in the X-Wing, or did you know it was Grogu? I figured it was Grogu, considering the, the choice that he gave him at the end of the last episode. And it wasn't until after when other people were like, I thought Luke was
2: going to be there. Huh? Was like, hmm. I thought he might have done. I, I did think that it was Luke bringing Grogu. I didn't. I, I obviously, I'm like R two has the capability of flying the ship, and I just didn't assume that he would do that. If that makes sense. But then I suppose Luke's busy building <laughs> his temple. And... Yeah. yeah, which
0: they obviously point to too, because Kyle's like, I know the droid flew.
2: Like, yeah.
0: the droids are like, of course the ch- he didn't fly here, you know. Yeah. So yeah. I I think it was interesting in that in that he you know chose. First of all, I knew he was going to choose the chainmail because they made a point so much of, say, of Ahsoka saying that he had that attachment so heavily and that it was going to be hard. And stuff. So I got the feeling he was going to choose that. Plus, like I said, in terms of a, from a marketing perspective, the way they sell the Mandalorian is through that child.
2: You, you don't, don't get a
0: scene for the Mandalorian without the child. So unless they were going to fast forward to him now being a Jedi and older... I didn't see how they were going to do season three without him. So, to me, it always just seemed natural. Same thing with, like, people were like, you know, with his, his, his play, and they're like, where's Grogu going to sit? I'm like, There's, they obviously put the dome
1: yeah. to
2: do that. And, of course, we got to see that, which was super cute. Oh, you know, well, and, actually, yes. It, again, um, what what's a slight annoyance with that is that when um, the Mandalorian accelerates sharply. Grogi goes flying backwards. Where's the inertial, inertial dampeners in that ship? So
0: my thing why, is...
2: Why wasn't I... he, it, 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 either, either he shouldn't have moved whatsoever or he should have been plastered against the back wall as a green ooze. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I get the feeling that while it maybe has inertial dampeners, be because of how much of a hot rod it is and how much it's been stripped down. I mean, like, they basically point out the fact that it's an unregistered starship that was handmade before they were registering starship holes. Like, I just figured that the inertial... Because they talk about that in, in, in some books, too, where with ships that are really fast, where when they punch it, they talk about how the inertial dampeners initially had, like, stuttered and then caught up.
2: Yes, yes.
0: So I just kind of... Case it as that is, that the inertial dampeners couldn't completely compensate for the extreme amount of force, which is why he wasn't a puddle of goop, but why he did kind of move backwards relative to. Okay, space. fair enough. go I'll, I'll, so I'll with that. But but before we get to the very end and, and wrap all this up, because I know we've been at this for like two hours and almost fifteen minutes here, so we're we're coming around the bend. We finally get to see Fennec Shand actually prove to the rest of the Star Wars galaxy that she's a master assassin. Yes. What did you think of that scene? That was pretty brutal, to be fair. Yeah, I mean pretty she brutal. straight Garrett, she straight Garrett wired the authorian mayor and just like let his feet dangle there. Like I was like, okay, Disney, alright.
2: Yep. Yep. But again that just that just then ties back to why didn't Boba Fett just jump in slave one and just destroy the, the um steroid truckers, and then just go and them agreed agreed
0: but otherwise we wouldn't have got
2: rancor
0: Rancor, Rancor, rampage you know we wouldn't have got got all the other fun things we like so there was obviously story reasons but yes i mean that is one and not only that but like why did you wait yes you knew they were gonna come for you eventually why didn't you just go kill all of them right i mean to be fair He didn't. He thought the the families weren't going to betray or at least stay neutral. But I kind of figured they weren't. I mean, I think pretty much everybody knew that. If you've ever
2: seen Gangster film, (laughs) yes. Yeah. yeah. I I think Boba Fett was the only one who didn't expect it. Right. (laughs) Which seems,
0: in and of itself, from a guy who was a bounty hunter, that seems like he should have known better. (laughs) So. I thought it was, you know, overall, I had a fun time. I still, I think it should have just been called, called Tales of the Mandalorian, calling, Book, you know, Boba Fett or Book of Boba yeah. Fett or whatever. Yep. Because when three out of seven episodes focus mainly on the Mandalorian and Grogu and not even, yeah, you literally have two episodes where, one episode where he doesn't show up at all. Your no. title character doesn't show up at all.
2: No. No. So, I agree. I agree. And that would that would even doing it that way would be quite nice because it would be the way that the Mandalorian episodes have all been chapter one, chapter two, not episodes chapter three, chapter four. So yes, this could be if you think of like a library of books, you have volume one, chapter one, two, three, volume two, chapters eight, nine, ten, and so on, and then you've got a book of another another Mandalorian volume. But entitled Book of Bobber and it carries on right. with the numbering. Yes, yeah, right. I agree, totally agree with you on that. And
0: it allows it allows you to tell a lot more stories too. I mean, because it could have been, you know, like you know, we could then get a Cad Bane thing. Yes, or you could get a Bo-Katan story type thing. Yes. and it all can. Like I said my hope is that it all dovetails and, and comes back around, and they, you know, re, you know, reestablish Mandalore, and like I said, my predict my prediction is that Boba Fett will sit as the ruler of Mandalore.
2: Well I've heard I don't know if it's accurate or not, but I've heard that Bo Katan or Katie Sackhoff has said she's not in season three. I've also heard that. Um but, but again that just that just makes me question She's going to let the person carrying the most sacred item of Mandalore run around the galaxy where he could get taken out at any time and the the sword goes missing again.
0: Well, and really, if like that was her mission in the galaxy was to get that. So, like, what is she
2: doing? Yeah, Yeah, because that was her interest. That was her entire interest in Moff Gideon i do I do hope that they do answer
0: that at least at the beginning of season three. Even if it's just off, even if they're talking about her and she's not on the screen, I want I would love some sort of knowledge as to what happened there because it doesn't it, it is a big question mark that needs to be answered. And maybe they're waiting. Maybe maybe next season is about Dinby, you know, reconnecting with Mandalore at its roots and and doing things like that. And then she comes back in in season four, and it's a question
2: of you know the struggle for. Mandalore. Yeah, yeah, that's a possibility. So I just want to see Boba by the Mithasaur. Well I was gonna say, so <laughs> is do you think that'll be a second book of Boba Fett? I don't
0: think so. I mean, as good as it is, I mean they what more do they have to talk about? He's dying you of most like David. They would have to manufacture a reason to have a second season. And I don't think that it's... Do, do I think they will? Probably, because it's Disney and it, it was at <laughs> all moderately successful. Yes, they probably will. Do I think that they need to? Not if it's going to be more or less the same thing as it is now.
2: Yeah, yeah. I don't know what they could
0: do with it next. Yeah. It makes sense, like I said, if, if it ties to a greater story of Mandalore and he shows up in that part of the story. You like you built this house of characters that you know, for for better or worse, or like you said, Coronation Street, all these folks living next to each other and seeing each other day in and day out. So, you know, I think they work together well. I don't know if it works on its own necessarily.
2: No, no, it's fair enough. So, okay, so what then do you think is the relevance to us seeing Cop Vanth at the end? My, like I said, I Honestly, think that they could
0: use Cobb Banth to pursue other storylines. If they need; it. I think he's a good character. Like he is. I think honestly, I mean, I, I, I don't know about the rest of everybody out there, but I like his character. I would like to see more of that
2: story. Mm-hmm. You know? maybe, maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're setting up a potential because there's nothing been announced unless they go back to this idea of Rangers of the, the New Republic. If they go back to that as an idea, and maybe maybe the treatment and the, the, the story I right can already be begun before they then decide to can it. And it could be might not take a lot of effort right. to rope in Cobban that's the actual character of it. And you think they I
0: mean they've got uh, obviously they have whatever practical set they've built for Kenobi and yeah, yeah.
2: Mandalorian
0: and well, it's, so, all on, <laughs> it's all on the same place, it's all, on the, same play, it's all on the Tatooine isn't it? Well, it's all like tattooing, but like for large portions of the Mandalorian, they shoot it in that that new age circular yeah. room. Yeah. But like, um, I can't remember. I think it was one of the podcasts that Kevin Smith does, but he was talking to a guy who works on Book of Boba Fett or works on the Mandalorian, and they were talking about how. They did a lot of practical outdoor shooting for the Tatooine stuff in the desert. So, so a lot of that is stuff that it was practically built, too. It's not just CGI. So, considering they already have that stuff built, it seems... Nat- it, that's also another reason why everything takes place in Tatooine, because they've already got that stuff built
2: to use. Yeah. Well, I think there was there were sets being built somewhere down... I think it might be Berkshire in, in the UK. Yeah. Because it was, it was on the It was on the news i think it was
0: it's not at the what is that pinewood studios
2: well that's that's down london not far from london but i think this this was something to do it was before lockdown so it was probably 2020 2019 and there was it was in the newspapers about people up in arms, local residents up in arms because of the noise coming out of the this local area. It's like a quarry or something that I've been taking over. I do
0: remember that, but then I thought, my my thought was, if it was a quarry
2: before, it had to have been noisy. Yeah, I know. I was, oh, yeah, someone's taking so a like, story out, of nothing there.
0: But yeah, really, like, how much noise could a, a, a crew make,
2: a set crew make, that they weren't making blasting holes into the earth previously? I don't but know. But who knows? Who that, knows? Said, that said, there's a quarry not far from where we live here, because we're, we're, we're out in the country a little bit, and, and okay. we're up in hills, and there's a quarry not far from where we live, probably a mile and a half away, two miles away, tops, and you would never know it's there. There's no sound, never any sound coming from it. You see lots of big trucks, but there's no sound. You don't hear.
1: No.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I don't have anything like that well, that I'm aware of around here. Maybe there is, and I just don't hear it. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, so that, that was the book of Boba Fett. Overall, you know, I think we did our, our upfronts, but what, uh, what do we have next? We have Kenobi is yes. next, and Bad Batch Season 2. Yes. Yep. Which I'm hoping they move bad I'm hoping Bad Batch Season 2 picks up the plot a little bit faster than the Season 1, because while I liked Bad Batch Season 1, I feel like it... The big reveal that she's Boba Fett's sister and was... The well, that's another thing. Why, where was she? Why wasn't she in this? Well, they never have, they haven't gotten her story done. So we have no idea where, or how, or what happens to her throughout. Mm. And whether or not she even knows of Boba's
2: existence. Yes. Well, Fennec shunned those things.
0: There is that connection so i'm going to imagine at some point that that may happen but does fennec shan know that she was a clone i know she knows that with the bad batch but i don't know that fennec Fennec just knows that ty
2: lee wanted her yeah uh, but she knew that they were cloning so she knew that it was something to do with clones sure
0: sure maybe it's just one of those things right like it not isn't that crazy when you see two characters and you're like you guys have so much to talk about all one of you has to say is this word and we can go down this track <laughs> yeah and then they don't do that and you're like how is this like the Ahsoka and Luke thing I'm like how how are we not sitting here having having tea and talking about all the things that happened
2: yeah yeah no yeah
0: True. we just have to assume they happen off screen I guess yeah dude <laughs> think that they pull her in if they do a season two do you think that that's what season two is about considering he's on this family he's he,
2: he seems to be building a family i don't know well it depends whether America's still alive at this point
0: so let's see At the fall of the old republic she wasn't very old so
2: well no, she. similar age similar age to to She's III, probably III. In the three, right She's yeah, yeah, younger, than Boba. Yeah, she she would be she'd be a few years, but technically a twin. <laughs> right,
0: right. Technically.
2: Yeah. Uh, she,
0: wasn't she? To be fair, though, she was. They used the same gene therapy they used on the Bad Batch to make her, but she was like the culmination of that research, right?
2: Yes, but she was also a straight clone. She wasn't one that had been modified obviously they must have modified her for sex Um uh, well that's as easy as i
0: mean i figure gene cloning that as, easy as they have. like you know so that that didn't bug me really because like i figured yeah you making it male or female is
2: is a choice yeah. just like whether or not it has blonde hair well i was gonna say but they also seem to mess around so that she has blonde hair as well <laughs> right. either that or she bleaches a lot even wow, at the we, age I, of 10. we didn't see any real female, they, We didn't really
0: see a lot of female clones. They all were male. So maybe, maybe Django's line in female expression has
2: a recessive blonde gene. Oh, mm, yeah, man, what, yes, I Listen, he, he looks human. It. He looks human. It doesn't mean he is
0: human, right? Well, I mean, and that is a question, right? Because you have what are basically referred to as humanoids, right? There's people who yes. have basically
2: build up human, human but aren't necessarily human
1: and you never can
2: tell the
0: difference
2: of you know well, hu- humanoid is anything that's that that's has bilateral symmetry two arms two legs that right. so right. so even like duros a humanoid a Wookiee is humanoid yeah but right. they're not human they're not human whereas humans are referred to as humans it's true, but
0: like in the books and stuff, like Corellians, like they refer to themselves as Corellians. They do. And, it's and almost different than like other humans. Yeah. Which yeah, I so that. so are Mandalorians, right? Because it's a it's a it's a type of thing. It's always very interesting to me why the way in which those lines are drawn.
2: Yeah. So so that would almost like lead you to suspect that even though you've got rhodians and bothans and Twi'leks, they they their species is not dependent upon the planet they're from. So you must have Corellians who are Twi'leks, And they would still right. refer to themselves as a Corellian. What what it's almost a, it's almost oh God. So it's almost a case of asking someone, so what's your nationality? Or I'm Corellian. Right. That's my nationality. Versus right, versus species, versus a species. Huh. So if I if I was born on Corellia, then I'm Corellian, whether I'm a Twi'lek, whether I'm a Rodian, or whether I'm human. Right. You're still technically
0: a human Corellian, a, a Rodian Corellian. Right. Okay. That's a good way to like to look at it. That's a good way to look at it. All right, let's bring this home. What did you think overall? We'll, we'll recap, we'll give our final thoughts.
2: Go ahead, Dave. I enjoyed it. It wasn't what I expected it was going to be, um but that isn't a bad thing. Um, was it brilliant all the way through? Possibly not. Uh, I do think there were pacing issues at times. But overall, seven episodes, and it was enjoyable. I liked it. It's 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 the type of Star Wars that we want to see.
0: I'm in most agreement with you there. Like I definitely had, like I said at the beginning, I had a fun time. I definitely agree with your your the issues of pacing and stuff. But I I find it very interesting. If you would have told, you know, ten year old Justin that. There would be a Boba Fett TV show and a Mandalorian TV show, and that you would like the Mandalorian show better than the Boba Fett show. I don't think he would have believed. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, especially just like, oh, I loved Boba Fett as a child. I had Boba Fett action figures. He yeah. was like one of the action figures I did have as a child. So yeah. for me, like, I thought hands down, I would love all of it and just be able to look past all any and all blemishes. But there are parts of the is that I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't really better work. And I I hope that if they do a season two, that they do a little more to make it a little,
2: a little bit, I don't know, more cohesive, I guess. Yes. Yeah, it was bitty. It was bitty in times.
0: Yeah. So. All right. Hello everybody. So we've been going here for two and a half hours. I think we've broken the mold for the longest episode. Is that the longest episode
2: now, Dave? Uh, well, you and I seem to the longest episode. Yeah. So, so I've, I've got on on the clock that I can just see up in the top corner. It's been recording for two and a quarter hours. So we probably had about 10, 15 minutes at the beginning where we just had a bit of a chat and yeah. then, then we got into recording. So it's been going for about two and a quarter hours now.
0: Well, however long it is, we're glad that you guys can listen to it on podcasts
2: and you can start and stop
0: at your leisure. But as always, we thank you for your time and for joining us. And we look forward to the Kenobi series and the second season of Bad Batch and all the other Star Wars news and stuff that's hopefully
2: going to be coming out here about new projects and things. Any last words, Dave? No, thank you very much for listening. Um if you stuck with us for the the, the two hour plus, thank you very much. Um uh, feel free to to comment, tell us what you think. Um I know that we've we've got some very good and very loyal um um uh, friends on Twitter um who who often comment around our recordings, who even push out that our recordings have dropped ahead of us actually saying that we've done a new recording. So thank you very much for that. We do appreciate the fact that people give up their time and listen to us. We talk absolute nonsense all about Star Wars. That's all we do and we enjoy doing that. And it's just like a bunch we are a bunch of mates. We're just a bunch of mates who enjoy Star Wars and talk about Star Wars, but it's nice that other people actually enjoy listening to us. So thank you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I can I'll sit around and talk about this stuff with anybody who will listen. and <laughs> it, I definitely, I'm thankful that there's people out there who, who want to listen to it. And out, the engagement's awesome. So, Thanks, everybody. That is all for this week's episode. We are the Jedi Council. If you'd like to know more about us, you can check us out at our website, the-jedi-council.com. You can find us on social media. On Twitter, at the Jedi underscore Council. On Instagram, at the underscore Jedi underscore Council underscore TJC. On Facebook, at TJC the Jedi Council. On SoundCloud, at the underscore Jedi underscore Council. On YouTube, at Jedi Council. As well as your favorite podcast player. Thank you for listening. We appreciate you spending your time with us. And remember...
2: The boss will be with you.